Lately, our homes have experienced more of us. More dishes. More flushes. And more shower time concerts. After 50 years of encores, Mr. Rooter plumbing service professionals are equipped to handle anything. We're your neighbor you can call anytime, and we'll be there because we've been here all along. Mr. Rooter Plumbing, a neighborly company. Visit mrrooter.com today. Blog Talk Radio. Life and times. I sung a lot of songs. I've made some bad rhymes. I've acted out my life in stages with ten thousand people watching. But we're alone, and I'm just singing this song for you. It's what I hope to be, babe. I treated you unkindly, girl. Can't you see? There's no one more important to me. So, darling, can't you please sit through me? Cause we're alone now, and I'm singing my song to you. You taught me precious secrets Of the truth but only nothing You came out in front And I was hiding But now I'm so much better So if my words don't come together Listen to the melody Cause my love I love you in a place where there's no space or time. I love you for my life, cause you're a friend of mine. And when my life is
I tell all you people, it's this old street song. I know, no, 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 no. Keep your own by my good now. Uh huh. Run my mind, darling. Yeah. 
No, 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 
Somebody's attempting to wipe them out of our existence. And this is important because the young people need to see the link between how we got to where we are now and where we came from before. They need to hear this just like they need to hear Bobby Blue Bland, just like they need to hear Chuck Berry, just like they need to hear. Miles Davis. You follow me, Bear? Right. Somebody's attempting to de-link us from each other and de-link us from our past. But guess what, family? We're at the point of no return. We have nowhere else to go. Yes, I, I got you, my brother. Uh, we have nowhere else to go. So uh, we had better do something that I've been paying infinite amount of attention to. And again, this is not by accident. Metaphysically speaking, uh, the stand, I think I mentioned this before, uh, is being redone at this particular point in time. And I don't think it's coincidental that they're rerunning the stand from, uh, oh, who's the guy? Uh, uh, I almost said Steven Spielberg, but it's not Spielberg. The point is, they're running this for a reason. So I haven't seen the stand, I don't think. I mean, is it a horror movie or what is it? Uh, it is about what facilitates the second coming, with Satan basically claiming the earth as his domain. Oh, okay. And what happens is there's a major virus outbreak that kills a large number of the population. Mm-hmm. 
Stephen King. Thank you. Thank you, uh, family. Okay. Stephen King, uh, of course, one of the masters of horror. But they're, they're doing a remake of this at this particular point in time, which I find extremely interesting, along with another uh, uh, movie. I think it's called The Bird Song. Oh, yeah, yeah, where she couldn't see or something. I think I've seen that one. No, no, this one just came out. Not there. that one. Oh, I no. haven't seen it then. No, this is this is another one. The point is, uh, they're sending out messages unlike anything I've seen. It's kind of like uh, after the bomb blast in Tennessee, we kind of jokingly talked about the guy who they claim did the bombing with this with the right. alleged truck bomb. His name was Anthony Quinn Warner. And we pointed out that, wow, that's Anthony Quinn, this obscure actor mm-hmm. who always played gangster roles. Or if they needed a Mexican, they would always get him. Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, Miss Polly does a piece, and she goes in on him as well. She noticed the same thing I did, as usual. Okay, okay. Y'all on the same wavelength. Yeah, this guy, this this whole thing was like a Hollywood production. Now, she didn't point the finger at nobody in particular. She just pointed, as she normally does, uh, to connections. Uh, my thesis was, and still is, that that was basically run by the FBI just like Oklahoma City, and that they were specifically targeting the NSA because the NSA is a part of this overall fight against the CIA and the FBI. That's about ready to bubble over here, family. Now, I don't know if you feel it, but I damn sure do. Okay? And the tension is so thick you can cut it with a knife because somebody's very much aware that this country is getting ready to head towards being ungovernable if Orange Man doesn't get back in the White House. They're not going to be able to govern this country. I don't have no good news for 2021, family. 2021, which is the second day of our uh, a form, in Detroit this coming weekend, that Sunday is the metaphysics of the five, 2021. And of course, that points directly to the pentagram, which is the satanic symbol. Okay? And that's what the stand basically is all about. the rise of Satanism, the coming forth of Lucifer. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Let's just say the coming forth of, of Satan. And, of course, next Friday, next Saturday, uh, before the Sunday, we're going to be dealing with the rise of the Antichrist. And, of course, that has a lot of uh, implications in terms of what's going on now. But 
both of these things will feed right into each other so that we hope we give a well-rounded view of uh, just coming, Sister Bear family. Now, I don't have all the details, but Brother is bringing me down. Um, and if you Antifa or Black Lives Matter, stay away. We we don't need the, <laughs> the headache, okay? I haven't really been uh, seeing them in Detroit. I don't know if they... I haven't heard too much about them. Well, you know, Bear, we have a number of people that listen to this program. Okay. And I don't I don't necessarily exclude them out of the mix. As a matter of fact, okay. I think people would be shocked if they realize how many people really do listen to this program. Yeah, they will, baby. Okay. I don't know if you um Malik just contacted me and let me know he's online. Well, he he need to push one because I I gotta find him. Well, oh, I see him. I see him. Okay, I see him. Yeah, so maybe we can bring him up and let him do what he do. And for family in the chat room, we may have questions about being able to access it online or whatever. He can give you all that. I can't. Okay. All right. Let me bring him up. Let's see. Please hold up, everyone. Hold up. Hold up, family. It is easy. Sister Beverly, it's been a while since I've seen you. I've seen you over at 90s Knowledge Cafe when we was in Ron Woolworths uh, several years ago. Okay. Okay. See you this weekend. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Brother Robert, how are you today? Um, I'm good, my brother. How about you? Man, I am excellent. You know, I'm very excited. A lot of people are excited here in Detroit about you coming back and what makes it so special about this fourth installment. Um, to give you a little bit of background, um, we have been doing, me and Robert have been doing a lot of lectures um, over the past 20 years together here in Detroit. Um, we've been to 5E Gallery. Um, we have been to the Considine um Mama Ayo Kabaz Black Jewels. And when I first met Robert over at Fine Arts Theater, he was lecturing with um, Dr. Khaled Muhammad, um, Dr. Steve Coakley, who are ancestors right now. Um, And what's so parallel with that, with the master um, teaching series that we've been hosting, two of our master teachers have passed away, Um, one being Hati Klindi E and master teacher Marduk Bell, Bob, um, where the community is saddened because we had lost these master teachers and Robert had the um, opportunity of speaking with them on three previous um, master teacher series. So this weekend we're going to be at Nandi's Knowledge Cafe at 71 Oakman. It's limited seating. Um, we do have masks. We do have uh, PPB, PPE um, available for the attendees, and we're also doing it online for a streaming event. Um, they can actually go to Facebook and look up 90s Knowledge Cafe. I spell N-A-N-D-I Knowledge Cafe. And they can get the link, and um, they can find uh, price points um, on the, um, Facebook. So we're excited to have the brother here um, once again. And um, that's that's primarily it. If you have any questions, um, you can call 
um, the cafe. Um, the number is on the flyer, or you can call myself. Um, we do have uh, space for vendors, limited to three or five vendors, possibly. It's a big bookstore, but we want to be conscious of um, everything that's going on. Um, and yeah. I want to thank you, Sister Beverly, for having me um, give this information out to you. I've thank emailed you. Robert the link, and he'll mail it to you, and I hope um, – no, I don't hope anything. We will have an <laughs> excellent weekend. And the attendees, if you're not able to get to Detroit, you are able to stream it. Um, we have it at a very good price point where you're able to see it in the comfort of your home. So, um, once again, thank you, Sister Beverly. And I look forward to seeing you, Rob. Um, I know it's going to be a dynamic weekend. Two days, always dynamic. Well, and you I know, Brother have, uh, the flyers posted, it, so it's our the 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 flyers is posted too, so people will be seeing it. They can get the yeah, information yeah. off the flyer. And there's a QR code that you can go use your phone if you have an Android. It's a QR droid. All you have to do is put your phone on that barcode, and you go straight to the link to get the hop in. So it's very easy for you to register for your ticket. Okay. And uh, we do have someone raise their hand. Maybe they have a question for, uh, let's see, 773-447. Do you have a question or a comment? 773? Okay, no. All right. Go ahead, Dr. X. No, I I was just going to say, you know, um, it's rare going back to the 90s, uh, even before we started these series, come to Detroit and did anything uh, and didn't have my big brother there uh, to lend his considerable knowledge to the discussion. I'm talking about Brother Kalinde and on several occasions, Brother Marduk. These brothers were like mentors to me, Okay. And uh, it's just going to be strange um, being there and not having this brother sitting close, you know, by me to critique the things that I say and add to what I'm saying at the same time. It's going to be strange because I can't recall the last time I've come to Detroit and done anything. And either one or both of these brothers weren't there, so you haven't. It's a bit of it's a bit of sweet peel for me because all of the people, including those two brothers, who were like my elders, they've all left far too soon, and I personally feel an obligation to acknowledge these brothers. Um, because I'm never, ever, ever bigger, and we were never bigger than the people we claim to speak for on behalf of. That's the one thing I take from all of the brothers that I've been fortunate enough from Dr. Delbert Blair to Steve Coakley to Brother Marduk to Baba Kalende, all of them. Every single one of them uh, tended to give more than they ever received. And I, I hope that we have the opportunity to acknowledge that 
at the event uh, both Saturday and Sunday. Oh, yes, we will. We'll be able to take time um, to reflect because 2020 we did take a, a hit as far as the knowledge base that have left Detroit um, with those two brothers passing. Um, Baba Clinton had a wealth of knowledge, um, even even dealing with um, ethnogenics, um, psychedelics, um, psilocybin, psilocybin. Um, his lectures on the mushrooms was dynamic um, as far right. as his connection with ancient Kemet, um, the connection with melanin, um, uh, serotonin, melatonin, dynamic, the chemistry, the whole nine. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm getting in contact with Ramasul, his son, um, that he'll be present because he is the next one with all this wealth of knowledge because that's his son. Um, I hope you'll be um, in the audience so we can say these things while he's present or have um, some of his family members there while he's present and Marduk as well. So um, uh, one thing I wanted to say, Rob, when you first started the show, and you know how me and you go back all the way back to um, Dead Prayers, when you first introduced me to that, you always used music. You always pushed hip-hop, conscious, positive hip-hop, and you know I'm going to be DJing while you're here. So, you know, yeah. I will be setting the tone for that because my nonprofit, Spin Inc., was birthed for that reason. After I talked with, um, with Professor Griff, um, one of the members of Public Enemy, and he had wrote the book called um, The Psychological Warfare on Hip Hop. Right. And I read that, and I started using that within my curriculum. Um, we've been here as a nonprofit teaching DJing and music production since 2015. And we also have the Detroit Electronic Music Conference. But these are one of the things that we highlight. And I was actually at um, Eastern Michigan talking about music, techno, and revolution, and how the music has been dumbed down to the extent where back in the 80s and 90s, we wanted to be civilized. We wanted to be conscious. We wanted to be God. We wanted to have um, goddesses and earths. Now it's reduced to bees ends, hoes, and dope fiends. Yeah. And our children. Yeah. So these are the things that are setting the stage for what the brothers are going to be saying this weekend because if the vibration is low, that is the ushering in of that lower vibration. But there's Correct. a way to offset that. When you start dealing, matter of fact, we did a lecture on harmonics. We did a lecture on, on the Sophagio, um chart where the charts yeah. have been changed as far as music. And yeah. also, if you look at John Coltrane, when he did, he did a circle of fifths, and he connected all the dots with the minor, the major, notes within the harmonic scale, it comes up to a what? A pentagram. Yeah. If you Google um, the circle of fifths, John Coltrane's... Um, circle of fifths, and you will see the five-point pentagram within that, within that circle of fifths, which means that this can also be utilized because if you're dealing with vibration, you're dealing with color, you're dealing with chakras. Yeah. So if you get everybody on a low vibration, a low, a low um, base root vibration, you can't rise no higher than that, especially below the waistline because that's where the base kernel um, animalistic aspects of the 
God human comes in there comes into effect. But if you stuck there, is it is it, it's gonna be terrible for our community. So now, that was John Coltrane. Re- repeat that on John Coltrane so the family can can go because see this is no coincidence that we talk about the pentagram and music and now here you're talking about John Coltrane. See one one of the songs I saw the documentary on John Coltrane um, when he talked about Love Supreme. Love Supreme right. was a very powerful powerful um, recording. With the circle of fists, if you go to Google and look up John Coltrane's Circles of Fifths, you will see the actual picture of what he had drawn of the Circle of Fifths. You have C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C recurring. So mm-hmm. when you go through that cycle and hit the major and minor notes and connect the dots, it comes to a point where you see the pentagram. Now, if you look at all the music that has been put out, especially during the time period from the late 50s until now, you've seen the social dynamics have changed with every time period the generation got a hold of the music. It went That's right. In the, book, in the book Funk, Inc., it talked about how the music, when, it, when the so-called Beatle invasion, the British invasion, the British invasion mm-hmm. was based upon some think tanks that have put this music together to usher into the United States to change the whole dynamic of the youth during that time period. The word teenager came up. Yes. And matter of fact, now that you said it, I've talked to some DJs when I was out in LA and that conversation came up and this DJ was a DJ for a very prominent artist, very prominent. And that conversation came up and we started getting a little bit deeper as far as, the social programming that's coming through the music. Yeah. The music from the 1960s to the 1970s gave the LSD, the acid, the different drugs that was pushed towards the youth to see what type of social, uh, it was actually a social experiment. <laughs> then the 70s, when you break away from the rock music that was portrayed in the 60s, now you get into the R&B and soul, which was put upon our our community through black exploitation, which was another right. form of programming to actually take our children's or that generation's mind from social movement to let's get into the street activity and get in towards that movement, either through, either through selling drugs, prostituting our women, or getting into um, more darker crime, organized crime, which in turn right. in the 80s turned into the drug epidemic. Because we was coming out of the heroin epidemic, going into the free base, and then come the crack era within the 80s, which is also carried right. by the music that was during that time period. In the 1990s, you saw that everybody wanted to get into the streets by any means necessary. I got to get mine. I got to get mine. That broke down the family mm-hmm. unit to the individual unit where I got to get mine, doggy, dog, cutthroat. In the 2000s, in the mid-90s to the 2000s, you had the celebrations of all the proceeds. Everybody was getting Bentleys. Everybody was getting all these materialistic things because of the accumulation of wealth. In the 2000s, mm-hmm. you started becoming a dope fiend. They started becoming yeah. more, um, the, what was the brother's name? Um, DJ Screwdown in Houston. He, that was the one that actually helped introduce the promethazine scene. With that, you start getting a more dumbed-down effect. Now you're getting an opioid 
not through injection, but through either dipping the blunts or putting in in the drinks. Mm-hmm. Now we're seeing the children more so now going from that to pills. You got rap artists out here talking about Molly's, um, um, Zannies, this, that, and the third. And by me being an uh, instructor in the schools here in Detroit, I hear the children talking about this. So right. how are you right. talking about this and not being susceptible to take it? We are setting ourselves up. And matter of fact, the last poet said it in Mean Machine. What was it? Um, automatic, automatic, systematic, remote control, synthetic genetics command your soul. And there's a portion in the poem that said, when it came time for the end, when it came time for the end, the men would be like the women and the women like the men. And they still dance in right. hypnotic trance. Those lines right there shows what's happening today. So well, you it may know, not be brother, the end of the world, but it had to be the end of this age where this savagery is going on. This backwards that is, is going on. So by you looking at 2021, 2021 is five. Five is transformation and change. There's going to be a drastic change. A drastic no question change about it. In, in this year. So, I, I, you know, I don't want to take up too much of the conversation. I'm ready for Robert to get here because this is my big brother. This is the brother that I've been with for 20 years that have taught me and showed me different things coming from a totally different perspective. And a lot of things that he has said, the majority of things he has said over the 20 years, I have seen from the past. There was one year, it, you, it was November 11th and the 12th, oh, and, no, and the 13th for a massive series. <laughs> Stop it. We did it on 11 11. Your, your um, hotel room was 1 11. We, it, 1 11 and 11 11 popped up so much that year because we were in divine alignment. Everything was. Within synchronicity, chain of events, and just like and now, you know something, my brother. With the, with the, we say again. We 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 stopped the we stopped the forum that night, and and it was basically 11, a tribute 11. to Jay Dilla at exactly eleven eleven. At eleven eleven. As a matter of fact, we about to do something with Jay Dilla. Hope um, we're planning to do something at Nineties Knowledge Cafe, which is a beautiful cafe in Holland Park. Now. One thing about 90s, the experience there is like home. You got books. You got good food. You got good conversation. And this year, we're really going to highlight more of our lecturing series. There's a lot of things that go on at 90s. We have uh, Books, Beats, and Eats, which is about literacy, hip-hop music, the music that you was playing, just like um, um, Natalie Cole, old music. I play that type of music. We have different producers come in. Instead of celebrating Jay Dilla, we're creating more Jay Dillas because the Jay Dillas here don't have the access. So that's why Spin Inc. and this platform was created on Tuesday to give them access and showcase. We have Wisdom Wednesdays where they play chess. You got the young people coming out sharpening their minds around books. Thursday, we have poetry, dynamic poets in Detroit, dynamic, full expression. We have Saturdays, Afrobeats. We've connected with some people on the continent from Liberia, from the West Coast of Africa. So we can change the dynamic of the music that is played so we can celebrate life. Our women don't have to be raped by the men's eyes because they're doing dances that was actually fertility dances and taking it into something yep. else. That's totally opposite. 
You understand? So um, we at 90s really want to be a service and have been a service to the community for the last 20-plus years. And that's just to really need to be applauded, held up in the community, and backed by strong men and women that come build in that community. No doubt. You understand? So, you know, by bringing Robert there, you know, you at home. Every time you come there, you feel at home, and we welcome you. I always doors tell always everybody open. that, my brother. <laughs> it's been yeah. in the test. I tell anybody, Detroit is like my second home. That's really my first home. Well, we met. What year was that? I think that was nineteen ninety six, nineteen ninety seven when we first met. I'm gonna I'm gonna refresh your memory. Um, uh, interesting the, the the connections that are made, my brother, because. I was there at the behest of the brother from New York that we found out was really a closet homosexual was raping, uh, allegedly, uh, raping young boys. Um, I forget his name, but he was like the father of hip-hop in New York, and he had heard man, that. Don't, man, man, you know, and I brought the brother here in 2015. And like I said, I can't pass him. I don't know exactly yeah. what happened. But one thing about that that came out and should be highlighted. Now, they always have things around the, the young sisters or the sisters in the community being violated, um, raped or whatever, or sexually abused. You know how many young men have been sexually abused that can't come out and talk about it? Man, you know I can't saying? imagine. Stop it, brother, because of the stigmas that are placed upon them that they can't come out. You understand? Right. And that's a shame because that's an underserved community. Now, when I see it from the standpoint of our, of our young men being lost, when I see these young men walking around with their pants down, that was written in the book in 1971 that in the new millennium that our children, our young men, will be pulling off their pants and putting on dresses, and we're here right now in it because a lot of the yep. men has either been, has either been killed in prison, which are the warriors in the community. See, they weren't given access to any opportunities, but they had the strength and the resilience and the strong backs to protect the community by any means necessary. See, through the lack of resources, it creates certain conditions for things. If you look at Ofari Hutchison, the mugging of um, black America, and you look at Dr. Amos Wilson, which is like the problem, the problem, the cause and the problem and the solutions was through Dr. Amos Wilson. Um, from male to manhood, which is I think it was Dr. Naeem Akbar. These books mm-hmm. are are relative because we're still living in it. When I read Dr. Afari, um, Afari Hutchinson's book, The Mugging of Black America, I thought the book was written in the 1990s. That's 13 year, 30 years ago. It's still happening right. now. And it's oh, there's there so many more, brother. Nathan and Julia Hare, they were out there on the front lines of this stuff. Uh, back then as well. It's just a whole lot of people, man. Dr. Francis Chris Welsing, they gave us the warning, but the, the level of social engineering used by the media and the entertainment industry has just been overwhelming because many of us didn't maintain and uphold that legacy. That's why I said earlier, I feel like I'm part of a dying breed. You know what I mean? Exactly, and that's the way that we, me and Mama Nadi have talked about that as far as how large the, the 
conscious community was here back in the 90s um, to now. And yes. a lot of the elders have passed. A lot of people have moved away due to the conditions here in Detroit and just got fed up with it because uh, there's so many factions and none of us will unite under the same common cause. We're being oppressed. Right. You know we have all these different banners and monikers, but nobody say, you know what? Everybody need to unite, especially ones that's coming from the same community, living the same type of situation, the circumstances. There's nothing different. We need to unite. We need to put away our differences, our egos, and all these things that are attached to anything that's negative because this is divine change and the transformative state that we're going in right now in 2021. And it's going to be casualties. You understand? Yep. You know, they're they going for broke. This is, this is the last... <laughs> This is the last hurrah. So That's if you're right. not building a business, if you're not getting um, your, your house in order, I'll put it like that. If you're not getting your house in order, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be painful. You know, um, the schooling, um, the children doing videos, um, video or the Zoom um, learning experience, they do not like it because they are well, used to have some type of contact, some type of um, – Interaction with their peer groups, so it's going to be some. It's going to be some challenges over the next twenty years from this pandemic. Pandemic, no doubt pandemic, about or how you want to see it. I think I don't think Let many me, uh, people are really ready. I don't know if many people ahead. are really ready for what's coming, uh, brother Malik and sister Bev. Um, but I, I hope that we can outline some of the things that are coming and how uh, people can prepare themselves for what's coming, uh, because you're absolutely right. Um, if we haven't picked up on the spiritual forces at work, uh, when I talk about spiritual forces, I'm talking about metaphysical forces, things and energies that are all around us uh, that can either be used or abused. Unfortunately, many of us uh, have bought into this death culture because that's what hip-hop has become. It's become a death cu- part of a death culture. Uh, so it's based on bodies Doc. killing each other, and Doc. that's been nurtured since Tupac and Big. Go ahead, my brother. And brother Robert, check this out. This is Doctor Cress Westland. Macy Ashay. She's one of the ancestors, one of the one of the one of the brilliant minds that came out of the sixties and the seventies. Her book, The Isis yeah. Papers, uh, The Keys to the Colors, is still relevant. Signs and symbols. But she said this. We're the only people on this entire planet who have been taught to sing and praise our demeanors. I'm a B. I'm an H. I'm a gangster. I'm a thug. I'm a dog. If you could train people to demean and degrade themselves, you can oppress them forever. You can even program them to kill themselves, and they won't even understand what happened. That's so right. If you, look at, if you look at what happened in 1988, 1990, when you had to transfer uh, East Coast to West Coast, something happened within that time period. Because when Chuck D said, I got a letter from the government the other day, I opened and read it and said they were suckers. They wanted me for the Army, whatever, pitched me giving a damn. I said, never. Here's the land that never gave a damn for a brother like me and myself because they never did. All of a sudden, it occurred to me that the suckers had authority. So when he came out with that, they gave the, they gave the total opposite. They came out with N.W.A. But NWA started off political. Yes. That's the police got the attention of the whole nation across the board, white, 
black, Hispanic, don't matter. My the brother, whole, look, 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 look where we at. We, we left from look that. Look where we at right now. We now we into Cardi B and pornographic hip hop. Man, stop it! No, uh, no, 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 no! Not just pornographic. When that situation broke out with that brother in 2016, that we were mentioning, I'm doing some research. It, it hasn't got to that pornographic. That's lightweight. When they telling our boys it's all right to live a certain lifestyle that is not conducive to our culture. This one video was telling our boys to do something that's so, so savage. I can't even say it over the line. I don't even want to tell you the web. Um, the, I don't even want to tell you the video because when I seen it in 2016, it had over five million views. Five mm. million for our children to be shown as less than men, as less than men. So I go back to what I was saying about the last poet. When it came time for the end, when it came time for the end. The men would be like the women, and the women like the yep. men. Automatic, yeah. systematic, remote control, synthetic, genetics, command your soul. So we see an uptick in the change of culture. Are we dealing with chemical um, manipulation of the foods, of the water sources? You know, Brother Robert. Many times. This this is the stuff that you taught me, brother. You helped guide me to learn. So I, this is one of your students giving you back what you gave me over the 20 years, man. And I appreciate you. I'm going to give your flowers while you're living. I appreciate you, brother. Anytime I call, you answer my phone calls. Anytime I ask you to come, you come. It ain't, like you said, I don't want no hand claps. It ain't really about um, the money so much. But we're going to do you good up here when you come up here, brother. You understand? Because well. you take out the time. <laughs> you take out the energy. You have the expending resources, health concerns, and you still come through. So I it, It's like you, this, Malik. It's real simple. You, I've said this a million times, so a million and one ain't going to hurt. Okay? <laughs> uh, you have to love your people enough to do things for them for nothing. It's, it's that simple. Because I don't know how much time I'm going to be on this planet, okay? But I do know what I have planned to do for my people while I'm on this planet. And I don't care what anybody else does. I'm not in charge of them. I'm in charge of me. So I can dictate what I do for my people while I'm on this planet. It's just that simple. All of us have those choices, okay? All of us. So it's not rocket science. It's, it's all about, and it always has been about, not much, how much money you got, not how much fame you got. It ain't about none of that. It's about how much of you do you have. See, much of what you was, was explaining earlier, my brother, and since I haven't been in Detroit in the last uh, few years, we opened up a can of whoop-ass with the whole uh, system of cybernetics. The robotization of the species, of humanity, and all of the technology that has been introduced from the world of cybernetics going all the way back to the 1930s. That's what we're Hmm. dealing with here. Go ahead, my brother. 
Well, back wait a minute, hold on. Back in the nineteen thirties, you was dealing with a movie called Metropolis. I'm very much aware of that. You're absolutely correct. These were the people, the so-called technocracy, the the people that will be the Bill Gates and these people of today. Their predecessors were the progenitors of the whole cybernetics movement. Hmm. Flash Gordon. This is the yes. All this. Look, they're they're on the verge. They're on the cusp of. Finally admitting that they've been in contact with other alien species. This goes back to Orson Welles, Orson Welles, H.G. Wells and the time machine. See, brother, brother Kalinde could could go back and we could have a discussion on this stuff, and it was like we were there. Right. Right. Okay. Because what I what he didn't have, I would have. So it would right. be like we were pages in a book. Y'all was so in the cycle. Everybody, bring, everybody bringing their jewels. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and of course, my brother Marduk, who's just steeped in ancient uh, comedic knowledge as well. Uh, and uh, for those who don't know, uh, was one of the earlier teachers of Brother Seti. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so we're talking about a lot of knowledge here, family. So we would be remiss if I ever came to Detroit and didn't didn't mention those brothers. Uh, man, I I just personally don't know how I could live with myself. You know. Well, yeah, I would. I, 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 I couldn't allow that because I'm from Detroit, and these are my big brothers. You understand, my my fathers. Because Baba Kalende, yeah. I'm gonna tell you about a story about Baba Kalende. Baba Kalende, one of his students, Dwayne Warlow, came and got me and some of my partners in my neighborhood when we was like 10 or 11 years old and taught us martial arts to, to defend ourselves, to protect ourselves. You understand? Because they were um, dangerous pedophiles running around in the neighborhood. They were drug dealers in my neighborhood. I'm off a of six mile in Davidson, off near Coney Gardens, where Jay Diller was raised at. So that neighborhood was right. not good. It was beautiful, but it was not good back in the 70s, especially in the 80s. So we had right. to protect ourselves. Baba Kalende was that force to be reckoned with, that knowledge base that gave the community the strength to even come up with the stuff to even protect themselves. Rama School, um, his children, his wives, all of them prepared for self-defense. And through the Tamerian Institute, he was able to save a lot of lives changed a lot of lives. He set me on a path with martial arts and breakdancing. That's the hip-hop connection, because breakdancing right. translated into martial arts to me. You understand? Which I still, I could break a little bit. I can, you know, martial arts right. is very suspicious, <laughs> and I still skateboard, so. <laughs> yeah. Let me, uh, uh, let me open up a couple of lines. Maybe we have the audience want to ask a question here. Let's see. Um, Go ahead, 936303. Nine three six three zero three. Yes, greetings. Have a, greetings and love. Well, greetings, Eric. Uh, yes. Hotel family. And, uh, man, yeah. long time. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, man. This, this brother, this brother, you and this brother, man. Y'all t- tonight, man. Y'all opened up with that Nancy Wilson, man. You know, anytime I hear Wilson, I got to big up brother Ben and Ben Wilson. I ain't gonna never let that fade away. And don't forget, even yes, Trump sir. said it. 
Trump said, I did the most things for the people. I made black people the beneficiary. Don't forget that he said that, y'all. Amongst all the other garbage that's going on out of here, he made sure that we make sure that we know that we're the beneficiary because he did it out of trust. You know what I'm saying? He made clowns mm-hmm. of all these fools. He showed y'all y'all can live out of trust and y'all can live real good out of a trust. So you know yep. what I'm saying? And uh hey, did y'all know that PE is back full force with what you gonna do when the it goes down? Man, a new a fresh new album that got some it got uh uh Fight the Power twenty twenty. It got State of the Union, oh, which is a man, what man <laughs> hey public enemy I'm telling you, man, you talking about some magic. Y'all, this energy, man, like the brother was saying about that John Coltrane. I was in a bookstore about five years ago. Check out the number five. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was in wow. half-price books. I turned the corner, and I seen the John Coltrane. I pulled it out. And it was that book right there talking about the pentagram and the five, how he wrote his notes on the on the five. Why everybody wow. write their notes on the counts. Yeah. And, and Rob. It's just like going back to the Baphomet. You see, everything originates out of our thought, and then these people get it and they put their twist on it. The pentagram, yep. that's our symbol. It's yep. the five. The pentagram, we always go up there. And, yeah, and the you see, hey, hey, Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And, and I want to say happy canoe year. You see what I'm saying? Happy the primordial <laughs> water year. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I I love I love where y'all at. I love what y'all do, Beverly. Thank you for letting us low ride with you last year. You know what I'm saying, Rob? <laughs> I went back in the archives, like you said, we should do, man, and I found some phenomenal things that I didn't get on the first round. So I thank you for the years that you put in, bro. All the suffering, you know what I'm saying? All the all the like that, Master Kalindi. Master Kalindi knew this brother who was a comic book master. Y'all might know him. He bought this brother on a, on a Hank Rogers' son show. It was, he was a comic book master back when the Black Panther came out. And they was going mm-hmm. deep into the original Black Panther, this brother who used to lift weights against, uh, uh, at the time, it was uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Lou Ferrigno, and this brother right here. He was the original Black Panther. And they, and they, and they cheated him out of being first place of Mr. Universe. They took um, Arnold oh, Schwarzenegger. Cool. That's the yeah, that's the original Black Panther. So yeah, those I comic book series. Talking, are you talking okay, about? Okay, there you go, brother. Yes, yes, yes. I remember yes. those days, brother. Yeah, yeah, man, exactly. So you know, y'all are all talking about, you know, the mushroom world because this is this is why it's important for us to eat God foods. The food that God made is in. If you eat it, what's going? Where that intelligence going to transfer to? It's going to go straight to the grand unified theorem, which is your gut, the vagus nerve. Me and the master from uh, Carolina today. I ain't going to mention the brother name, but man, we were just on this subject today. Just today, we were talking about everything y'all talking about. And public enemy, please, y'all pull it up. It's banging like old school banging. Man, 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 yeah. Come on, I got to Yeah, play so that. hey, thank I'm y'all, play, I'm going to play that. Yep. Matter of fact, I'm going to buy the album, and I'm going to play it all through the event. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Saturday, hey, it's Saturday, one of them. Saturday and Sunday, 90s Knowledge Cafe. There you go. Oakland, Boulevard. There you go. 
Yeah, there you go. What you gonna hey y'all they got Cypress Hill and George Clinton. What? Cypress Cypress Hill and George Clinton is on the mix. Insane in the membrane. (laughs) (laughs) Tonic dog. Yeah, man. Hitting hard. Hey, hey, I I know y'all got some other people who want to say something, man. I love y'all very. I never met y'all brothers, but man, I have met y'all. And Rob, you're going to be with us forever, brother. You're going to be with us forever, man. That's real. I can't argue Peace with out, that, Beverly. brother. Thank you, Beverly. Well, thank you. Already. Thank you for calling in. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thank you for opening up my okay. line. Peace. Peace Better love, love, brother Eddie. Better love. That's an error. Better. Eric, my my bad, Eric. Yeah. Okay. Uh, seven seven three four four seven. Seven seven three four four seven. Are you there? That's Mike. Okay. I think he's listening. He probably got he, a early jump. Yeah. Yeah. He had pushed his mic open again, so I thought he wanted to talk. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm no, I, I'm done. I'm just uh, looking forward to to getting there and uh, having all the family to to show up one way or the other, either uh, through the computers or uh, if you can get there in per- person, get there in person. Yeah, we have another caller. Hold on. Okay. Seven seven three three nine six seven seven three three nine six. Hey, Beth, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Better love. Yes. Better love. Thank Better you so love. much. Got it. Hold up. How you doing, brother? Peace, peace. I just want to quickly, quickly ask the, the brother who was just on, if he can give, if he's still listening, I'm hoping, um, mm-hmm. if he can yeah. give information on, he mentioned the pentagram being our symbol. Can he uh, give direction as to where that is? Because the only reason why I'm asking is because um, I I can I can appreciate people feeling uh their their religious I guess I want to say I I want to say their religious feelings opposed to the spirituality of what we really hold. But but you know the pentagram is regarded as so so bad. But I know that these symbols and these uh, uh images come from from us. But is it possible that he can direct uh, uh, or, or, or get back on real quickly to say where that information is of the pentagram, please? Uh, Eric, yeah. are you still there? Am Eric, I in? Are you still there? Yes, yes. Yes, I'm, I'm yes, right here. Okay. Beverly, can you please can you please direct that sister to my – can you give her my number and she can call me direct and I can talk to her? Okay. Because I don't want to eat up the whole, okay. you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah, it's not it's not easily explained, but uh, but I appreciate that. I, this is what it's all about, you see. We uh, that's right. Yeah, we pricking each other ears. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And uh, and it's a beautiful thing. I would love to. I would love to talk to the sister, man. We, I, I bet she will be well pleased with the conversation, as I will. And also. can I can I jump in? Real oh yeah, quick thank on you, Beverly. Please give me. Yeah. Yeah, please. Okay, thank you. Can I jump in real quick? Now, when you're yeah. dealing with. When you're dealing with sacred mathematics and sacred geometry, 
Literal knowledge, Da Vinci did a depiction of the human anatomy, where the man was spread out, where his arms were spread out, and his legs were spread out. That's right. actually a representation of a six-point star. If you want to look at the representation of a five-point star, you will look at a woman because she, that is correct. The, the, the middle phallus is not represented. Even though it's there, it's not represented. Then you also have to look at the five aspects of nature or the forces of nature. So that can actually be um, uh, what I have to lend as far as, you know, claiming that as our assembly because we're the first people. Even like if you look at the swastika, the swastika yeah. was turned for the Nazis. So if you look at the Hopi Indians and you look at some of the hieroglyphs, even in Japan, that was not denoted for that. When yeah. Europeans take and twist something, they twist something that can be positive and turn it towards negative. Just like I was saying about the Baphomet. The Baphomet is seen as um, the devil or this, that, and the third. <laughs> but it's actually Kanum, which was the ram god, who was the potter that actually um, formed the bodies. So the souls can be poured in. So it went from a positive aspect to a negative aspect. So, you know, hopefully that can lend some information. I don't know everything, but the little things that I do want to lend, it can be something that's concrete. If you look at the human body, it's right there. You know, always. But always. So by us being the first, per- by us oh. being the first, it's ours. Somebody else just hijacked it and took it for something else. If you look at the word villain, villain is bad. But if you look at the real etymology of villain, it's somebody that stays in the village. So we have to we have to look at what's what and what is not. I yield. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Yes, you are. You're still on. Okay, I just want to quickly say I I can definitely uh, uh, understand or overstand where you're coming from because I do, I also uh, still believe that everything that they take, they do turn it around, but I'm also gathering that it's only because uh, they know the essence of it is that if that's safe to say, they know the essence of it. And, and I don't think that they have much to go on because they don't come from anything. You know what I mean? Yes. But 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 okay. But just in general, yeah, I'd love to have that information because it, it seems to me that whenever you have the completion of of the understanding of where you come from, it's kind of like I think Neely Fuller. If you ever notice, Neely Fuller never yells. He never mm-hmm. has to holler, and he never screams, and he doesn't really get excited. Whereas if it seems like some forms of religion, if you don't agree, they get offended. Instead of just agreeing to disagree, it has to be something missing if you feel the need to get to be mad that you don't accept it. Well, we got to add this to Neely Fuller's from another galaxy. <laughs> okay, I can dig that. Okay. Yeah. That brother. That brother to be as coherent as he is at his age is just absolutely remarkable. Right. Okay. You just I, I, into I, I, that. I, that brother has well, to be near ninety if he's not over ninety. He was old when we brought him here to Chicago 
back in the the nineties. He was old then. That was almost thirty years ago. Mm. Wow. Well, if whatever way that you know you need to get my information, you just let me know. I yeah. got you. I can text. I got you. I, I, okay, and I'm gonna send, give your information to Eric. I appreciate I'll that. Give so you much Eric. Thank you okay. so much for taking my All call. Right. Okay, I'm gonna move online. Thank, Thank you, you for calling. Hotel from the Bell. Okay. Hotel. Better love. Hotel. Got it. Okay, we have a. I think this is uh, West. West. Hey, Yudu, Yudu family, y'all hear me now? <laughs> yes, we do. Yes. Okay, I woke up out of dreamland, Sister Bill. Did you tell me I was in dreamland? I was trying to, I said it talking the other <laughs> week, but look at See, me, I'm a critical thinker, man. Okay, now, see, I wasn't going to say nothing to you. Sister brought up Nelly Fuller. I know he's my elder, but me, I I, I debated Nelly Fuller on, on, on that word, just ice. He's talking about producing Just Ice. Okay, and look what them devils got y'all. Some Just Ice in the freezer at minus 78 degrees. Okay, and another thing with Neely Puller, I agree with what he's saying about the law of physics where every action equals obviously reaction. But then another critical point where I disagree with Neely Puller is he's talking about black people don't have to do nothing but make problems on the planet, man. See? and But I disagree with him, man. Because if you get in the damn elevator, I saw a name a nameplate on the elevator say O-T-I-S. Y'all know who that is, right? Who is that? Yeah, yeah. Who is older? Elevator manufacturer. Oh, the elevator, man. Black people have been the damn right. thing, every goddamn thing on this planet. So when Nilly Puller talking about black people don't do nothing about break problems and stuff, see, I don't want to get in a debate with him because he might have a fucking heart attack and then I don't want him on my country. So people like that. Because uh, he's talking about just ice ain't nothing but a tool and all that, see. But I mean, I'm critical thinking, man. Okay, you can't tell me that, that doo-doo don't stink and say stuff bad about black people, man. But we we don't do nothing but uh, argue and all this stuff, man. I don't I don't like that nobody this my people, man. I'm special my people. This is our own people, man. This shit got to stop, man. Okay, but anyway, I'm gonna be cool, Sister Bell, Sister Safe. You can't make a point without hollering, but sometimes you gotta you gotta put some bass in your voice. You know what I'm talking about? But anyway, I'm okay, let it ride. I'm let it ride. You know, this is this uh, this ain't my damn New Year. My New Year start on on between Passover and uh, month of Bill. This ain't none of my damn New Year's middle of winter time, man. So uh, I'm still in the year 60. We in 60, 60, uh, 54, I think. But anyway, it's all good. I love y'all. And I'm, 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 I'm going to drop the mic and let somebody else go ahead and squeeze a little bit. And, I, and Oh, my man, yeah, your man, Orange Man, Orange Man in Georgia, man. That's what I was listening to, man. Your boy Orange Man fired up, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's there now. Didn't they have a speech or something he was doing earlier there or something? He, he right there now. He started showing up prime time uh, as soon as y'all came on the air. That's when he jumped out the helicopter. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll listen to the reruns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I let somebody talk, man. Go. I, I, I okay. learned from the family, man. Okay. Yeah, I'm Thank staying up, man. Better. I'm staying up. Okay. Better okay. Love, West. West. You hoodoo family. Uh, who okay. Peace. Let's 
Let's go to uh, Tuck Moss. Tuck Moss. Peace, 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 peace. Peace, peace, peace and love. Peace love. Peace love. Peace love. Man, you know, I just heard this brother say before the show came on, he said, um, uh, if you see a female with her ass out, she's looking for a man, take care of her. So when you see a man with his ass out, what's that telling you? You looking for a man to take care of him, you know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, he was, 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 was a little bit more eloquent and he had more words, but, you know, that was just <laughs> what he was saying. It made me think, like, yeah, you know, like, are you sustainable to take care of yourself if you got your ass out, brother? What are you looking for? You know, um, yeah. But uh, I wanted to talk, man. Y'all was talking about hip-hop. And I just wanted to say, man, hip-hop is birthed from social conditions. Uh, and metaphysically... Yes. Speaking is created by people who weren't socially conditioned because they weren't allowed to um, do the things like playing shrinkage, where the um, the Bronx, which had a population of 1.4 million people, due to playing mm-hmm. shrinkage, they reduced the police force to the bare minimum. They took away most of the fire stations. They closed them. The garbage pickups was reduced to once a week, once two weeks. Schools were closed. They closed down subway stations to make it so deplorable that the people would just leave. And in that, the youth created their own culture because no one was stopping them. You know what I'm saying? Their own language, Mm -hmm. their own art, their own style, dances, customs, traditions. Uh, and like once again, it's no police there stopping them. They police themselves. There was no all of the the, the total social condition and the music. Well, the the art, the the the, the hip hop, not the music. Hip hop was to rebel against the social conditions these people were living in. Uh, Forty thousand right. fires in a decade in the Bronx. So you got buildings gone, bricks and glass everywhere. People right. living in vacant buildings wanting extensions, of course, from the adjacent buildings so they could have electricity in their building. You know, you got heroin and cocaine on top of that. So you got these right. young kids, they start putting graffiti on the trains because they know they aren't going to go through 14th Street and Union Square and everybody's going to see it. It's going to go through Penn Station. It's going to go through Herald Square. It's going to go through Times Square. It's going to go through Grand you know, that was Uh-oh. that was like producing a show. That was bigger than a show. You know, it wasn't even thinking about making no music or songs. You know what I'm saying? They were just right. rebelling against the conditions they lived in. And um, today, um, you know, when you go around, when you interject first those conditions that they lived in in the Bronx in the 70s and 80s, they don't exist. They didn't exist nowhere else in the world, and they don't exist anywhere else in the country today. Like, no, no one lives like that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Um, and yeah. so these kids have um, $700 phones, $200 sneakers. Like, you couldn't have that. that you, would get, you know what I'm saying? Well, who you think you are? Look where we live. Like, it was that mindset of... Um, uh, buying stuff and things that wasn't a part of the process. Uh, today, when you take the social media and it's that look at me, look what I got, 
you know, it becomes, um, it's not an art anymore. It's a hustle. So the people right. doing it, they don't have any talent. They're able to just use the technology of the day. They can make a beat with their phone, put their voice over it, put that on YouTube, get a bunch of hits, you know, um, and all of a sudden they could get a show popping. They could flip that into it's a quick hustle. So you got a bunch of right. hustlers now trying to rap, killing, trying to shoot each other because they all know it's a hustle for them. They have no talent. It's, it's just one hit. And, and let me get this show money in and get it popping. The only way I'm going to stay popular is if I'm on social media, then a great in the next person because the talent, you know, the ones who have talent, they don't do that. Uh, and uh, when you had the, um, a few years ago, they added uh, with Dr. X is at um, in Chicago, they call it drill, drill um, rap or drill hip hop. Drill, drill, yeah. drill music, yeah. Uh, where they took dudes who just had beef with each other, different gangs, just started putting these songs together over these um, European beats, um, European like club beats, and they just dissing the people from the other game. The people are really getting shot behind this, and it's all playing out on social media. And right. you had this kid, this kid here in Brooklyn, um, named Six Nine. He saw that, and he took it to a whole nother level. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? With his popularity, that and that that trend that they created. That's what you see now in Atlanta. You see it in New Orleans, yep. the NBA young boy, um, the boy who just got shot down from Chicago, who got shot by um, Quando Rondo. And, you know, all these yep. dudes, not, a lot of them don't have the talent of a, a Jay-Z or a Nas, where they could go in the studio, hear the beat, write the song, you know what I'm saying, write the hook, and they sell a million records. No, they just need 10,000 views, and that's it. A record company will yep. give them a million dollars, and then they could go out and, being that it's just a hustle to them, it, they don't appreciate it. You, if you catch what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. If something's just right. given to you, you don't appreciate it. It was just handed to them. You know what I'm saying? But um, and they don't they don't have the that utter poverty that hip hop was birthed in because the the things that even though we still poor. The things that we have today, you wouldn't think a black person was poor if you walked up in their house and saw a 16-inch screen, you know what I'm saying? That that was right. You didn't even have electricity. You had to run a line from, hope your neighbor in the next building will let you run a line from their apartment to your apartment so you could have lights. You know what I'm saying? I so remember those days very well, my brother. Yeah, absolutely. Because, <laughs> well. you, you know, I, I say if you're under 35, you don't even have a conception of this, you know what I'm saying, yep. of, the, of the what they call urban decay, which was every ghetto in America. That's why everyone could relate to hip-hop, because it was the way everyone was being treated. It was like, yo, this ain't like broken glass everywhere. Because, you know, it was, it was telling you about the condition that was so deplorable, and now it's about, look what I got. You know, I got, you would yep. think every black person, if you lived in another country, you think black people was the richest people in America and you listen to rap. Everybody got a Bentley, everybody got a Benz, you know, like, we don't live like that, but these rappers do, you know what I'm saying, because they got paid, man, shit, you gonna put that out there, here's the money, you gonna really get it, you know what I'm saying, and they know that's gonna drag us right into the trap. That's why it's called trap music. 
And y'all check it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Now, you from New York, right? No, I'm from I'm from Jersey. You from but Jersey? I'm from Detroit. See, I'm from Detroit. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of conditions here is the same way it was in the BX back in the 70s and 80s. We got a lot of we got a lot of neighbors here that's devastated. We got a water moratorium here that they had shut off a whole lot of water here that people need. They was actually creating the environment to have a public health situation because so many people had their water cut off in the neighborhood. You understand? We don't have good food. We got abandoned buildings. We got little girls being um, snatched off the streets. You understand here? So I feel what you're saying. But here in Detroit, there's only one segment of Detroit that they're showing. They're showing the new Detroit from the boulevard to the river and over. But when you get into the interior of the neighborhoods, it could get bad. Some neighborhoods you don't even want to go in. You understand? Because it's that bad. You know, like my neighborhood, right off where Jay Diller stayed at. My whole neighborhood, my house is gone. That whole neighborhood is devastated. You understand? Now they're going to have people come in like they did in Harlem, like they did in the Bronx, like they did parts of Brooklyn, where they come in, re-gentrify it, redevelop it. Don't put any low-level housing or um, um, housing in there for the, for the community. They're going to build it up and take it over. But I'm going to be a part of that redevelopment, so I cannot scream gentrification because I'm going to be a part of the process. See, hip-hop gave me that, that sense of community. When we was listening to hip-hop back in the day, this rap is something else. And me and Cool V, I've talked with him on the same lines. Hip-hop is the art form. That's the culture. Rap is a byproduct of that. We had examples, you know, pre um, what happened with the Zulu Nation. The Zulu Nation was was a, a, a template of how we can get together and unify. Even the music that came in the late 80s was mainly controlled by the 5% nation, the gods, the gods and the earths. A lot of them was building and coming out with a lot of the music that created the consciousness. I became Muslim off of Rakim. All praises due to Allah, and that's a blessing. When knowledge is something, nothing I can't solve. For 360 degrees, I revolve. That was the consciousness. And that's why we can remember the lyrics 30, 35 years ago because it sparked mm-hmm. something in us. We wanted to read. We wanted to know about what public Indians talk about. Who is Patrice Lumumba? Who is these people? Who is Noble Jurali? Who is Marcus Garvey? Who is um, H. Rap Brown? Stokely Carmichael? These people, these major figures, what was the Mau Mau about? Who was that? All this stuff was being translated in the music. When you had Grandmaster Flash give America a glimpse of what we go through in the ghetto, in some hoods it didn't change. Some hoods it got worse. You understand? Especially when you go past the Mississippi, going down past the Dixie line, going down south in the deep south. This Man, I was in Blodgeville, Arkansas. Somebody got murdered every day. I was down there for at least seven weeks. People getting murdered every day down there because of the drug trade that they really don't highlight in the South, but the South, ooh-wee. That's why I call it the Dirty South. And then that music started coming up, the punk music. Then we started seeing the music that came out of um, um, Florida, the bass music, back to that vibration. The bass music is bass low-tone frequencies. What it make our women do? Go to the low tone frequencies and start twerking. But when we was using the drums in Africa that had them low tones, they get into the fertility dances. See how it was tra- flipped? 
The same dances, but the intentions were different. The same mm-hmm. music, but the intentions are different. Anytime you had 21 Savage, my daughter said, I love 21 Savage. Why would you want to call yourself Savage? Savage? Civilized. Now it's Savage. Savage is cool. Everybody want to be savage. Everybody want to be a beast. You hear that word a lot. Oh, I'm a beast. So let me let me add this to the song. When you look at the Spotify of the new up and coming rappers who trying to get out, or you go to um SoundCloud or one of them, you'll be you'll be on five six pages of rappers named Little or Lil. Exactly. I knew you, you know were all say the that. female rappers names <laughs> is Barbie. <laughs> Has something to do with a doll, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I don't know, I wanted to be big. We wanted to be big, you know what I'm saying? Big, I'm big, such and such. You know, you wasn't little unless you was little. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, you wanted to be big, pump, notorious, big. You wanted to be big, daddy, candy. You wanted to be big. Only a short person. Would call themselves little, you know, like a fat person would call themselves fat Joe, you know. All these young kids, they could be seven foot tall. I'm little, I'm little, I'm little. <laughs> <laughs> I think little, 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 little boots, and ba- little boots, little tall. Some of them call baby. Baby, this, baby, that. That goes back to Dr. Chris Wesley. Back to Dr. Wesley. That was about to say when when you look at um the movie Baby Boy. The beginning part of Baby Boy that he played um John Singleton, he took Doctor Wells' book and he showed um him in the crib. Like he was like, Why do um, black men call a house a crib? You know what I'm saying? He was going through like we're babies. You get you get what I'm saying? Like we regressed. Well, Doctor Cress Wesley wrote uh essay in the ISIS papers called The Wisdom. Sorry, I apologize, family. It was called the original MF. It was written in 1977, and that symbology was broken down because when we think of, in terms of what do we visualize when we say certain words, oh, the man is after me, automatically supposed to be a European. Automatically, mm-hmm. the man. Hey, mama, what's happening? She's the mama. None, baby. I'm the baby. We'll be going back to the crib. So on a subconscious level, on a cellular level, we don't match up to the man. So we always see ourselves in a minuscule or a subset of being the man. And we display that. That's why we have our young men wearing their pants down um, because they want to be taken care of. They want to be taken care of by their mom. They want to be put in their crib and rocked to sleep. That's subconscious. All these things are done on a subconscious, invisible level. That's why... There was a book talking about uh, silent warfare. Silent warfare, you're using frequencies and tones now. You're not using bullets and guns to infiltrate the, and penetrate the mind and the consciousness of that. So, ooh-wee. Um, we have a, a great task in front of us, especially correcting that. There, um, I was at, a, at 90s, just the other day doing a martial arts demonstration, and a sister had set some music out where it was giving off frequency at certain megahertz to actually activate and set the tone for the vibration to be at a higher level. 
frequencies and tones. Frequencies and tones. That's why they took our language from us, because we don't talk the original language because of the frequencies and tones, and we'll be able to do certain things. Mm -hmm. Let me open another let me open another line up here. Um, yes, ma'am. Seven one nine. Hey, Rob, jump in, bro. Oh, I'm, I'm look. I'm sitting here listening, man. I, you know, it's so <laughs> right. many of us on the line that you know. A lot of times, if I jump in, it'll be all us talking at the same time. So I get a chance to talk uh, uh, Saturday and Sunday. So I'm good. Go ahead, Beth. Okay. Okay. Seven one nine four three nine. Better love, family. Yes, sir. Man, good show tonight. Glad you actually opened up the the, the round table too. It's a good time to do that. Um, oh, this is LA. I just wanted to tell you, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, Doctor. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I do want to say, in light of some of the grim, uh, you know, possibilities to unravel in the political spectrum. We have some light. We got some. We, we actually got a various amount of ways to put ourselves on top. So I'm gonna start by saying this first. We we're going to bring a young lady who created the first cryptocurrency for Black people. Yeah. Hmm. Her name is Tavanya Evans. I'm gonna say that again. Her name is Tavanya Evans. She created a coin called the Guap coin and it's actually being oh, used. My Lord. And she um just got her first listing on Probit Exchange. It's uh an exchange where you can buy the coin, uh, a cryptocurrency. We're gonna bring this sister to the platform because she's gonna be able to show she she she's already done the proof of work, proof of concept and now we can see the realities of what we've been talking about on on some of the shows Thomas and I do. Um, yeah. Excellent, and I, I think this is a high priestess. Uh, she's into that too. She's an astrologist and yeah. she's a computer engineer. Yeah. She is, she is yeah. on it, y'all. She, she, it's gonna be worth you bringing your notepads out for this show, um, right? And she gonna, she gonna show us what we've been talking about. We can do, and because she, you know, she's got the proof there. It's already there. So, you know, if you want to check it out, go look it up. Guapcoin dot com. And you'll go right to it. Uh, with that being Stay said, that LA. okay, it's G as in Gary, U as in Unicorn, A as in Apple, P as in Paul, Coin, all one word. Got it. Okay. Um with that being said, the brother talking about the music that you you know this is my lane right here, Doctor X. So thanks yes, for bringing it. Um, <laughs> one thing I can I can attest to what happened with the the frequency and the tone of the music is, is if the brother's aware of the automation years before computers became the interfacing with hardware, we we delved in a terminology called analog, which is yes. frequencies, meaning they're never the same. It's like having a bucket of water and pouring it into another bucket multiple times and you weigh it each time and you notice that the the weight is changing. It's never the same. Right. Okay. 
So we we went from a process of analog to digital. Digital yeah. sped up time. It made everything fast and quick and accessible. So here's my example to that. When the okay. first digital instrument was presented to, let's just say, a rap producer, he was able to capture a full orchestration. Let's say he sampled the Parliament or or Smokey Robinson, whoever his choice is. Mm-hmm. He was able to take, make a complete composition without having to bring in all the true musicians because it had already been accomplished in one recording. Well, the beauty yeah. in the, the first wave of sampling was it. even though we were bringing analog sound into a digital uh, platform or a digital instrument, we wasn't changing the frequency. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Just merely taking a picture of it. So the essence of the years you're talking about, the 80s and the 90s, or mostly the 80s, they were still using compositions that came literally out of the decade just before rap came on the scene. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. They were still using they were still using pure instrumentation. Pure instrumentation, if we remember, didn't the uh, Curtis Blow was more famous for live instrumentation than the Sugar Hill Gang, as most people like to give themselves. Curtis yeah. Blow did more more ins- real instrumentation. The rap group Houdini. All their music is original compositions. They didn't sample, and these were rappers. Right. Um, Grandmaster. And we're going to give, give, give a shout out to Ecstasy. He just passed away. Oh, shout out to Ecstasy. He sure did, and thank you for reminding me, brother. Um, yeah. One thing I can say about that is you probably remember is that when they began to uh, introduce the concept of interfacing virtual reality, one thing they were able to do was change the frequency from let's say if the original composition started in middle C, which is 440 hertz, that's what every American Western instrument is tuned to, 440 hertz is what they say. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say you, that's a pen, that, that, what he, you mentioned earlier, a pentagram scale. Well, you can also yeah. do a, a Pythagorean scale too. There's yeah. so many scales, diatonic scales, and all these things actually literally create patterns, what the brother was just saying earlier. They really do. So if you play right. a, a minor scale, you get a mood that's kind of somber, mellow, you know, the ballady type of stuff. Most of the right. R&B songs of the 70s and the 80s were played in minor notes. Um you look at the notation of today's music is played in a, a, a bright type of sound mixed with some low tone frequencies as well. So you got two conflicting energies going on in one track. It's why you can see fast-paced music with a slow-paced beat. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. why you get that going <laughs> and, again, and if you're not on the same frequency, brother, it gives you a headache. Yes, see, it will. Here, here in Detroit, I have Spin Inc., if you go to spinincdetroit.com, um, you'll see the work that we have done here in Detroit over the last five years. And that's one of the things that we also teach our children about those interfaces that you're talking about, which are actually called DAWs. DAWs are digital audio workstations. They are used for different applications, but such as music, you can go to um, a Teutonic um, scale, um, and you can change between one scale to at least 15 to 20 different scales. 
and also being able to manipulate the major and minor notes within those key sets. Then there's another thing that comes along with it. There are certain key progressions or certain note progressions that can be done to get certain type of moods and effects. One of the darkest groups back in the 90s that was real dark in their production was Mob Deep. Mob Deep, it, they set the tone for um, a lot of the dark um, well, they they call themselves killer kids. They were stick up kids. They was portraying themselves as stick up kids in New York. You familiar with Mob Deep, correct? Malik. Yes, last I week I told Bev that we were going to. Op- I thought about opening up last week's shows with a number of Mob Deep joints. Remember, Bev? Yeah, you did. I remember you did. Go ahead, Go ahead Malik. Shook ones. <laughs> shook ones. By, shook ones. Two. Shook ones. Um, one, Shook Ones, two, um, Hell on Earth, Murder Music, um, all that music. And I listened to a lot of that stuff in the 90s, and that's why I don't listen to a lot of it now, because it gets you in the mood to do things. Yeah. You know, um, and coming from Detroit, you know, um, listening to a lot of East Coast music during that time, making a shift from more conscious music to a lot of more grittier music, like when 1980. Nine Coogee Rap came out, and I think he was like outside of Just Ice in the 19, that's 85, 86. Coogee Rap was like one of those OG horror shock rap artists that came out during that time, you know. Um, and also, I met Bushwick Bill. Bushwick Bill, me and him sat in my home and talked about um, a lot of the lyrics that there was coming out in the late 80s. As a matter of fact, one of the one of the songs that the Ghetto Boys did was "Mind of a Lunatic," mm-hmm. and "Mind of a Lunatic." Oh my God, I I used to know that rhyme word for word, and it was a sister that turned me on to it. I'm like, wow, you listen to this? And they was talking about rape, murder, uh, slitting uh, people's throats, and stuff like that. That's that shock. Rap that came out in the late '80s and started setting the tone for what was happening in the Fifth Ward down in Houston. It gave birth to George dangerous, Floyd. More violent, you understand, because of the music and the culture that it was portraying. See what happened from after Public Enemy to see the danger when they said when they put out "Fear of a Black Planet" and it takes a nation of millions to hold us back. That got a lot of people scared because now the youth. Yep. That cannot be contained Have a platform They have an audience And they have older brothers giving them information To guide them Yep. This gotta stop Put a halt on that immediately Here's something um, If you don't mind me adding this in Another thing That took place too With uh, the music industry as a whole Not just in rap See this is what I'm saying It It was a Complete wipeout, as you know now, a studio is not a studio. It's somebody with, as you just said, a virtual digital recording environment that gives them, for example, you couldn't afford a board back in the day at fifty thousand, sixty thousand dollars, just to, you know, that probably was the size of size of a small uh, caravan, or yep. I mean a small minivan. Um, 
you couldn't have that. You know, you just couldn't afford that. So when they scaled down a a, a mixing board from sixty four, I mean, a hundred and some channels down to a two hundred dollar software, here's a lot of things that I saw take place because I actually was part of this transition and I helped work on some of those digital audio workstations such as Pro Tools, Digital Performer, stuff like that. So I was around some of the developers who were actually giving the specs to Apple, eMagic, and all those companies. Um, right. What you saw happen was at, at that point back in the day, it used to take two or three engineers just to do a song. You saw the, the virtual environment come along and take one person now. All, all you needed now is one person. So that effectively fired a, a lot of people lost their jobs, corporate downsizing. Let's just put it that way. But another thing came on the scene with that. You were able to pump out production so quick. See, this is what the digital thing did to us. It sped up everything. It was the futurist mantra. You can now, and if you know yourself, you could probably pump out 10 songs tonight before you went to bed versus if you had to bring in musicians and all of that, that may not be possible. You see what I'm saying? I could put a song Organizing together in and when they took our hands off the controls, that's why I'm bringing this up. Automation mm-hmm. takes out the human touch and the the essence that goes into a song created by your hand, as opposed right. to a song programmed or copy and pasted. So the speeding up of just that alone took out the human essence of why you can't, like Dr. X says, he can't feel it. Even though most people say that's a good beat, that's a vibing beat, but you still can't feel it. What you're missing is the soul. The essence has yep. been taken out because we don't touch it. We don't touch the guitar, the drums anymore. We program it. Right. And the frequencies that they're being programmed for, I'm thinking you'll probably agree with me, many of the producers and beat makes today, they just mash up a bunch of instruments together. They don't spend time tuning frequency changing, anything. They just mash a bunch of stuff together. And then you have this essence, like a Frankenstein track. That's really what it is. It has no real life to it. But for the moment, well, it gives us a, a brief satisfaction. And I'm going to shut up, brother, because I know it's other people want to hear y'all. Thank you, Dr. X, Auntie Bev, and, and the guests. Thank you. Thanks for the comments, no, L.A. I look forward to listening to the program this weekend. Hey, Public Enemy wrote a song called okay. Who Stole the Soul. <laughs> mm-hmm. They wrote a song called Who Stole the Soul But then you saw the advent of Bobby Digital Come in in the 90s He said we threw it analog We going straight digital That's why he changed his name to Bobby Digital That was the RZA from mm-hmm. Wu-Tang Alright let me open this line up 773-779 um, Hotel, family. Hotel. Excellent, excellent, my brother. Brother Bev, brother guest. Look, I just wanted uh, yes. to comment on uh, what y'all was talking about earlier with the pentagram, and when and when the sister called in. All of that is our symbolism. The pentagram, the brother mentioned. The swastika, that's a that's an African symbol. 
the hexagram, the triangle, all of those are comedic African symbols. What they do is they take our symbols and and twist them and turn the positive energy into the negative energy. So what we have to understand is all of these things that we see today come out of the out of the continent, the motherland. And the brother was talking about the swastika. That was turned into a Nazi symbol of negative energy. In ancient Africa, particularly Kemet, that was a symbol of life. They just yeah, turned it moving. on the side and made it uh, the symbol of Nazism. Correct. So when we do our research, and when the sister says she wanted to, all she had to do is look up ancient African symbols, and she could see all of it. And it's all displayed mm-hmm. just like it is today and like it was thousands of years ago. And it just didn't come from Kemi. It came from South, like from Kush, Monroe, the now civilization, all the way down mm-hmm. to the Twa, which is South Africa. Yeah. Actually, they have found a petroglyph in South Africa, 75,000 years old, that has a unk in it on the writing of the caves, an unk with the mm. symbol of Ra inside of it. 75,000 years. Wow. wow. So what we might have to understand that the whole continent had a connection. Kimmy, we always talk about Kimmy, but Kimmy was just a mouthpiece of all the African ancient civilizations that came before them. Right, exactly. So, exactly. so basically, we got to go back 75, 100,000 years, and we'll see all, matter of fact, my eye actually is a term from South Africa, which they call Ma'u, M-A-A-U, the life mm-hmm. principle. And it made its way up through the Nile Valley or the Hopi Valley. That's the mm-hmm. that's the better term. Hapi, which symbolizes the Nile River. Yeah. And came into Kimi and Kimi was just a showpiece of all that ancient knowledge that became that was before them. So all our history, all of the world history, come from ancient African civilization, just not Kimi. Kimi was just the showpiece. And when the brother right. was uh, right. mentioned earlier that he's in the martial arts, that is a creation of ancient Africa. That was called a Maijai. Okay? And then when he made his way up to Asia, then it became the martial arts. But originally that fighting system was called the Maijai that was created by uh, 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 Machine Hotel. He was the one that actually developed that whole fighting system, and it made its way throughout the world. Even the the samurai, the the ninja, all that is from ancient Africa. Brother, thank so you. that is basically Brother. a synopsis of what 
how great we are. Brother, yes, I thank yes, you for that because me, because me and some people in California had a discussion. I studied jiu-jitsu, and I've been studying jiu-jitsu for the last 20 years, and I give thanks to the creator for giving me my grandmaster, who's um, a 10th degree, 10th don, Shihan, um, and his name is Rahim Alameen. Grandmaster Sekou, Ahati Kalindi E, have taught us that martial arts was founded in the cradle of civilization, which is on the continent of Africa, or Akiba line. Absolutely. When you look at the ancient Kemet, when you look at the temples of Seti, that is jujitsu. That is a ju- yes. that is the first jujitsu manual on the planet in the temples of Seti. In in the wrestling traditions from Senegal all the way to Nuba, the Nuba wrestlers, that is jujitsu. Um, Brother Marduk taught us that the samurai was actually a, a clan or a tribe that was in the continent that gave birth to the samurai in Japan. Because Absolutely. to be samurai, you have African blood. You cannot be a samurai unless you have some African blood in you. you but I, did, I, I, I concur wholeheartedly because you had to have African <laughs> blood. If you had, if you not be China, a samurai. The Chinese eat rice because of the West Africans that have brought rice to that region. If you look at the old Shaolin scrolls, you will see African Shaolin martial art monks. If you look at Bodhidharma, Bodhidharma came through Africa, then through India, then to Tibet, into that region with the knowledge that he was bringing. That's how it started spreading. When you start looking at the, the hats from the people that is in Mali, the Fulani, the big Circle hats is the same circle hats that you see in Vietnam, Laos, um, China, Japan, because we're the same culture. Jiu-Jitsu is not only um, is not from Japan. It was enhanced by that culture, but it is in, it's innately ours. Absolutely. And if, Absolutely. And if you look at Buddha's hair, Buddha has cornrows in his hair. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but, but bro, if you want to do a little bit more research on the Magi, Mentu Hotel was the African brother, the king, that created that whole science that they call martial art today. Mentu Hotel, and it was called the Magi. And the Bushido Code, or the Hagakure, is the principles that they learned from ancient Kemet and from the continent. Absolutely. The whole Bushido Code, the whole Samurai Code is ours. Chivalry, ours. Um, um, learning how to ride horseback, learning how to use the bow and arrow, how to, use, how to swim. All of yeah. that. The spirituality, even in ninjutsu. The, the highest level in ninjutsu is enlightenment. All of that, and it gets off. Say, I'm sorry. Go ahead, bro. Hello. I, I, I didn't know if the brother had said something, but yes. No, no. I was saying level. even 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 the, even the, the the practice of yoga come out of Kemet. If you look at some of the the okay. poem, they're doing poses. It's one particular pose yeah. called the pose of eternity. That's when you see my eye in that pose. That's the pose of eternity. So all of that, yeah. all of those 
practices and discipline started right in, in, in Mother Africa, okay, and it and it spread it throughout the uh, the world, and other cultures have claimed it, like the martial arts and everything. Everybody thinks yoga comes from uh, India, but no, the Dravidians brought that to India. So. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to add that to the conversation, bro. You said a mouthful of bread. You sure did. The, the, only thing, the only thing you left out was uh, Yi Ching and the, and the Metal Netter. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you bro, 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 bro. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because when you talk about these <laughs> these symbols like the pentagram, the triangle, the hexagram, that is based on the golden mean. Most people know yeah. it as the golden ratio. All your architect, all your designs stem from the golden mean. Yep. And yeah. our ancestors knew and studied that because we study nature. That's what the meta nature is, the study of nature. So yep. everything you see out here, because it's it's the proportion from your head to your eyebrows, to your nose, to your chin, to your neck, it's in proportion. That's why Correct. all the architects in Kimmy is so perfectly designed because they knew just, yeah. they knew the golden yep. mean, which is greater than pi. They want to they they want to give the Europeans credit, call it the uh, Fibonacci, but that's straight out of ancient Africa. That's correct. Yeah. Golden mean. Everything you see. It's based on that that, that that has some kind of architect involved with it. That's right. It's all in the original architecture, no doubt about it. That's your brother. But brother, I Look. want to add on to what you were saying about the I Ching. The I Ching is the Asian version of Ifa. Because yeah. they use oracle practices to be able to forecast to forecast and understand your life direction and what are the happenings to come, just like the Oracle of Delphi, just like the oracles that was used in the movie The 300, we had our own oracles. We had our own Orishas. The powers that they talk about developing, we already had that in the continent with the Orishas, the Babalao. Well, wait, wait. Get the information. Do you think that there, there may be a connection with that understanding and why they're pushing black women so predominantly today? Who's that? I'm talking about Repeat that Old Testament in particular. Huh? I'm talking yeah. about Old Testament. You, you ain't aware of that. When I, as opposed to saying the Jews, we just say the people who are practitioners of Old Testament. Because that seems to be the paradigm that they're trying to usher in right now. Again. Hmm. Well, let me say this about that. As far as they putting that out there, everything has a alternative message to it. So mm-hmm. they putting mm-hmm. this female energy out, but it's for their own agenda, and they putting yeah. a lot of our sisters out there in front to lead that charge. So we have to be careful about that because the female energy is very, very powerful, very powerful. Very. I mean, it's a matter of fact. It's the greatest energy 
on this planet, particularly in this our goddesses. So they have to be careful because they don't they can be used in a negative way to bring it bring a lot of havoc and destruction to our people. But I want to I, I want to end with this. We say all this, and it's an ancient um, Ashante saying, Sankofa. We got to go back, mm-hmm. bring that knowledge back forward. We have lost so much yes. of that. So we yes. got to start going back and do our research on our ancestors to see how they did it, because nobody did it greater than them. So we have to, we have to revisit that bear? and relearn. Sankofa. I'm out. Hotel, yeah. uh, hotel fam. Hotel. hotel. Better love. Hotel, hotel brother Fred. That. Excellent comment. Thank you. Thank you. Bev, what's, what's the title of this program, Bev? Nowhere to go. Hello? No coincidence, family. Okay. Well, well there, is, there is somewhere to go. Yeah. Go to well, the 90s and 71 opening Saturday <laughs> from 2 to 5. Sunday from 2 to 5. Yes, we have somewhere to go to find out that we don't have nowhere to go. But come to well, 90s. That's why I opened up. 90s. That's why I had to put that Nancy Wilson piece in there. Uh, you better go. And w- w- what she's saying is you better go within. That's where we need to go. Let me open up this well, line here. Uh, I'm going to open this another line up. 732215. Hey, Goddess Bev and Dr. X. How are you both and all of our family? Better love, Goddess. Better love to you. I had something I was getting ready to say, but when they spoke about karate, um, I was thinking that, the, um, like when they said the African man and everything, he used to walk. From Amatsa, something was his name. I forget right now. But he used to walk all the way from Africa to India to China. And, and what he, the way he martial arts came about was he used to watch the animals fighting. So what he did was he, um, every he started imitating the animals, and that's how he started the martial arts. I guess you well, I read call it that story. Arts. Excuse me. Hey, go ahead, go ahead, guys. Go ahead, guys. I'm oh, sorry. No, I, I read I, that I, story. Go ahead. Oh, okay. And then when they talked about the um, the the architect with us, it wasn't quite architect, but it was something about how we do things. It was um, Benjamin Battemore, I think is his name. He, Banneker. Um, Banneker? Benjamin Banneker. Yes, Banneker. Okay. He um, when when the White House left Philadelphia, and it moved to Washington, he designed the White House without any plans or anything. He did it all by memory. And then that clock in London, it's called, uh, they call the clock Big Ben. He also designed Big that. Big Ben. That's yeah. correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you know what, though? Um, Dr. X, the last call we were on, um, I was saying that uh, the um, the virus had had really came from China and then I think you and a, another man were saying, no, it came from North Carolina. But, you know, I want to know where it really, really came from because when I first read about it, it was China, and it all seemed on point. And then I read about North Carolina, too. But then I took it upon myself 
and I just decided it was China. So, and you're absolutely sure it's North Carolina. I know it was patented yeah. in the United States in 2005, but you're no, sure. No, what they did saying? was they gave it gain of function in China. They spliced it with HIV, and as I understand it now, mm-hmm. uh, the malaria gene, so that. That's why hydroxychloroquine works so well on it, because mm-hmm. it was spliced with malaria and HIV. That's called gain of function. That made it much more susceptible to humans. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you so much. And when they spoke about the the rappers and everybody, you know, a lot of the rappers. I guess probably all of them, but I'm not sure about that. But a lot of the rappers, when they started calling the females all of the bad names and everything, they would not give them a contract unless they did. So, so you know, soon after they started calling the, the females all of the bad names, what happens is our words, we speak things into existence. So it seemed mm-hmm. like after all of that started to happen, the females started imitating what they were calling them. Mm-hmm. And not exactly. just imitating it, you know. The one of the one of the main words females call one another now is that B word, and that's, that's just right. what the rappers. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the yeah. rappers had to do. They had to put the 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 uh, the uh, female down to to keep work. Yeah. Um. So that was all I was just saying. Wanted to say too how the speaking things into existence like that. But thank you, Goddess Bev and Doctor X again. Thank you. Excellent Thank comments. you so much Got for it. calling in. Yeah, yeah, because you know something? Okay. You know something, Bev? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. When we were coming up, if you call that woman, that B word, I don't care how big she was or that how was little you fight. she was, was a fight. you had a fight on your hands, pal. Yeah. You could see them referring to each other in a in a very friendly manner. They refer to each other as that now, as if it's just, Okay and acceptable. Go ahead, Malik. You know, um, I'm glad she said that, but that ties right in to Dr. Cress Wesling and what she was saying about as a people taking on these terms, demeaning themselves, mm-hmm. and the end result. You understand? So if you're looking at it from the standpoint, just like the brother said, this started before hip hop. This started before then because I had read an article. Mm-hmm. Back in 1980, I was 10 years old, and my mother gave me an article about Satanism and rock music. So you mm-hmm. look at the 1970s after the free love and all that, it got real dark. And I'm glad I come back to this because I wanted to say something earlier. If you look right. at the ancient symbols and the stuff that was taken during the Victorian age within the 1800s, they were doing a lot of things going into the interior of Africa and bringing back a lot of this occultic knowledge or esoteric knowledge. Some of those people were Madame Velotsky, yep, the Golden Dawn, <laughs> and also Aleister Crowley. Aleister Crowley had did a ritual in front of the Sphinx where he had did sex magic. It's mm-hmm. in a documentary. It's not something I'm coming up with. He was doing sex magic. Oh, we did the research, Malik. He started writing. (laughs) He started writing the book from Beverly Randolph. Go ahead. 
Yeah. Um, what is it? Um, um, the law of one or something like that. But he had written yeah. some things about music where he was tied in with Anton LaVey, Sammy Davis Jr., which is another connection to the entertainment industry, the music industry, perchance. But they knew that these esoteric knowledge can be translated into vibration and frequency. That goes back to the lecture you gave about the changing of the harmonics, the changing of the yep. pathology chart, do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. They changed that. Yep. Remember you gave that lecture? Mm-hmm. You understand? So that's why it's imperative that you come and talk about these things because these are things that I've learned from the past lectures, my own research, um, my own investigation to validate the things that you are saying. And you start seeing the correlation, if you're talking about the Antichrist, is coming through the music. It's coming through the double oh, of, of the, the new generation. If you got, see, look how they flipped it. If you look at the people in the South Pacific and the tattoos of the Moris, the Mori warriors, like Tyson, Mike Tyson had that Mori warrior tattoo on his face. Right. You, didn't see a large, you didn't see a large group of people start tattooing their face until you saw Dennis Rodman. Right. Dennis Rodman wasn't coming from that premise. Dennis Rodman was coming from that androgynous shock value premise where I'm free, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. But that goes back to Alistair Crowley. The whole of the law, do as I will, for that's the whole of the law. Do what the F you want, and it's all about me. That goes back to that individualism, that egotism, which permeates through rap music. Hip-hop yep. is more about community because it came with principles. It came with guidelines. It came with ethics. People say, well, when did gangster rap start? The first so-called gangster rap song was Schoolie D, uh, PSK, which was the Parkside Killers out of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. They changed the whole landscape of even how the cadence of rap was conducted. Then you saw Ice-T take the same cadence and go on the West Coast with it. Six in the morning, please, at my door. First to D to squeak across the bathroom floor. Out my back window, I make my escape. <laughs> You understand? Yeah. That set, then when Ice-T did that, he came out with colors. He started exposing America to the gang situation out in California. But there's a documentary mm-hmm. that go hand in hand with that because the gang situation came out of the, of the dismantling of the Black Panther movement in that, in that region because all that was coming down through Oakland. So when you dismantle that, their children still have organizational skills but no access and no elders because either they locked up on the run or they um, left the country. Now we're about to do what we have to do. We have to protect ourselves. We have to protect our community. That's where the brims come from. That's where the um, crypts come from, which is continuing revolution in progress. Then you have the um, bloods, which is nothing but another faction of the maroons because they were maroon scarves. That was the liberation mm-hmm. of the islands during that time period. It got flipped. And don't, so we just got to flip it back. We have to change don't the Don't leave out the, the so-called Blackstone Rangers and the Disciples here the, in Chicago. Oh, the, Blackstone, the Blackstones down in Chicago, um, the Viceroys, Disciples, all of them had yep. regiments. All of them had laws. Most of these guys yep. out here talking, they, they, they fla- they're waving their flags and their colors. What's the bylaws? What's the rules? What's your lessons? All the lessons came Amen. out of either Moorish teachings, Nation of Islam teachings, or the 5% nation. The L. Rookins, that's, that's, that's going back to more science. 
Yep. The brothers who used to wear the Fulani hats that I was talking about from Mali. Those are generals in Chicago. Yep. You can walk around with a Fulani hat and not be recognized or saluted, and you better know your lessons. Yep. See, you're absolutely correct. We need to realize all other cultures got mafias and they got gangs, but they still have their culture intact, and the over the the bosses, the underbosses, have everybody in check. We don't have nobody in check because we've been dismantled. You understand? Yep. Once we get back to that type of integrity where we love our community and love and uplift our women, guess why? The other cultures love their women. No other culture but us call our women bees in a derogatory manner, in public, over the airwaves. There's a TED Talk that came out several years ago, and his name is White Mike. If you look up TED Talk, which is a highly respected platform, his platform topic is, Black murder is normal. And he said it's funny for a white guy to give um, a lecture on a topic so um, hot, talking about black death or black murder. He said, nowhere on the dial do you find derogatory terms talking about a culture except black radio stations. Correct. The only radio station that you hear, our culture, our people talking about killing themselves, degrading our women, Calling ourselves in words, destroying our community through the, through the glorification of selling drugs and taking drugs. Other cultures don't take that. Other cultures don't do that. And if they do, they're on a road to destruction. Because if they keep telling their children that it's okay to listen to this, as soon as they get in the car at 8 o'clock in the morning to go to school and come back home in the evening, the same garbage, we in trouble. Because guess what? Even out of even being the most hated and despised on the planet, we are looked for. We are looked to for culture. People dress like us because of hip hop. People talk like us because of hip hop. You got these new immigrants coming to this country, especially from Muslim countries. They take it on the same ghetto type of mentality, wearing their pants down, coming to the vernacular, and calling each other the N word. I'm like, how could you come yep. to this country with your culture intact and take on labels and titles that are not yours? or describe people that look like you as if they're not you in these derogatory terms. Hmm. Malik, I have heard Antifa use the word nigga more than any black person I've heard use that <laughs> term in the last 25 years. See, I have a problem with that. See, we now, in, in, in Asia, they had the naga. In Ethiopia, mm-hmm. it was the nigga. But because of the of the historical context where we say nigger, nigger, or whatever you want to phrase it, it still has a historical context of oppression. No now, we're going to come into another construct of saying, now we gods and goddesses, call it for what we are. We gods and goddesses. But that N-word is a totally derogatory word where other cultures outside of ourselves Look at that word. When we say it, I was driving Lyft one day, and we had a very deep discussion in the car. And that word came up. They said, well, you say in your rap music, why can't I say it? Because you are not the one oppressed behind it. You are the inventor of that word with the intention in its context. But if I call you a cracker or um, a redneck, that doesn't offend you because it still puts you in places of authority in which – you, when, you, when we call ourselves that word and take on that word, 
we become negative. We become destructive. Even when you say the word as a term of endearment, um, try call quest, hey, sucker in, whoever you are. Talking about the usage <laughs> of the word and how, what type of context. They were before they I, I'm laughing, my brother, because about two, three weeks ago, that was one of the intro songs that we use on the program. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it is relevant because you are what you think and you are what you call yourself. Anybody see me in the streets of Detroit, don't call me. They know. Don't call Brother Malik um, the N-word. If anything, yes, I'm a God. And the reason why I call myself God because I don't want to be the opposite. I want to be a devil. If that's, if that's a translation of such. Even in the Quran, it says that Allah is, is closer to you a juggler vein. The 5% is taught arm, leg, leg, arm, head. So when am I? Who am I? So these terms that we call ourselves, especially the sisters calling themselves the B word, that came from down south. I started hearing a lot of that down in Louisville, Kentucky in the mid-90s. And I was like, wow, these sisters are going left. They call me to this word. I was like, that's part of population control. <laughs> because when we turn ourselves these things, most of the women start gravitating towards what they are, and the most of the men going what they are. In the rap song, it's me and my ends. It's never the queens. It's me and my ends. Now the women's is me and my bees, all my bees. Yep. So you done segregated the male and female dynamic, which is my yacht, and turn it destructive. Now the sisters turning in on the sisters, the brothers turning in on the brothers, and there are no babies being born from such. So we go back to what I was saying with the last poet. When it comes time for the end, when it comes time for the end, the men would be like the women and the women like the men. Call it well, we wrong. certainly right there now, right my brother. No question about it. Let me let me uh, open this line up. Let me. They've been waiting. Hold on. Four four three five six zero. Four four three. Hello. Yes. Better love. Hello. Hotel family. Better love. Better love, sister. Better love, brother. Better love, uh, guest. Hey, I just wanted to um, recap real quick on uh, when y'all was talking about the music. Uh, I think y'all remember the grave diggers. Yeah. Yeah, early '90s, early rap group. I think it was uh, certain messages on there that a lot of people had failed to realize what was really going on at the time. And I think that's what really pushed a lot of people to certain avenues. And please forgive me, I didn't catch all of the show. So if I'm saying something that's uh, redundant, just let me know. But that was because of the cause of certain people acting a certain way. And I think that's what people was glorifying at the time because out of fear. So fear me to respect me, if that makes sense. Right. Right. You understand? So, yes, and, I, and I think that the culture behind that, I'm not going to say people, I'm not going to say people were scared at the time, but they didn't want they didn't want to be known to be fearful of other people. So they would do the most drastic thing, and then the next person would try to, you know, top them. The same thing you see what's going on on Instagram and Facebook and all this other crazy stuff. And I think people just need to get their minds together and see how to come together unified so they can move forward. It's just the sad part. A lot of people are going to have to, I'm going to say die, 
but I'm just going to say a lot of people's mentality is going to have to die with the mentality of them going through the things that they might regret later on. And that's the only thing I wanted to say, brother. That's, it. Well, that's an excellent, that's a that's very, it. very, very cogent comment, my brother. And I'm just going to add that everything that you're saying points to something that we don't give enough enough or shine enough light on, and that is the, the psychological implications of these things because all of these things that we're talking about are all part of a psychological conditioning program, and that's what we've been up under for decades now. I mean decades going all the way back to the 60s. That's why I brought up cybernetics earlier because once people understand the psychology of what's going on and how, Brother Malik, you were, you were talking about earlier about the use of vibrations, where it's the psychologist, mm-hmm. that, that scientific genre, that initially began to use these things in their control system. That's what we are right now, okay? I mean, it's down uh, to the point, again, where when you talk about the use of vibrations and, and, and basically dictating and determining people's behaviors, where there's nothing from what I'm reading that's more conducive to that than cell phones. That's why they got everybody with them. Oh, brother, Dick, you just segued into something else because as you're talking, excuse me, this popped into my head. There was an article that was written in 1991, 92 by Noam Chomsky. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about low low frequency emitters, low, low electromagnetic frequency emitters. Mm-hmm. How these emitters were put in different places within L.A. during that time period, and what happened during that time period? Yeah, the L.A. riots. He said that these low-tone electromagnetic frequencies can actually pinpoint to your neurological stem, and you can be subconsciously um, posted by these frequencies and what they introduce to you, just like television, which is another aspect of low tone or low electromagnetic frequencies. A television yeah, program can set you in a, <laughs> a television can set you in a certain mood depending on what channel you're watching. Channel fifty feels different than channel two, and channel two feels different than channel four. Mm-hmm. Definitely channel seven. These are different frequencies which control and dictate moods. One of the things that they wanted to control was moods and um, human emotion, which can make a person riot, make a person riot, or make a person become complacent. They got that blueprint from 1984 that was written by George Orwell. George Orwell wrote in his book about double speak, which you see right now or hear right, right now. You had the, the televisions that programmed you, that gave you the daily programming through a tell-lie vision. Tell lies visually. So if you're using it from that aspect or from that application, which is media, which is a medium to transfer information, all media can be utilized for the benefit or the detriment of those utilizing it, depending on who's controlling it. There was 
a thing in Rome. Whoever controls music controls society because it dictates the emotions of those. So you have to look at it from a standpoint. Who's the corporation that's controlling the music now? Hmm. There's only small group or small group that are controlling the music right now. They could dictate they dictate society. They dictate the movement in the direction where society goes because they control the music that is being released. And if you look at the hip hop awards, it's more European than it was us. The R and B um categories is more European than it is the truly originators of R and B. Country. We created country. We've been totally wiped out of country. We're working towards the It was all predictable. There, but come on, man. Every Dale Jones couldn't say it better. Culture vultures. Yep. From Marco Polo Col- to Magellan to all of them were culture vultures. Going to other people's cultures because they produced no culture or there's anti-culture and stole from their culture. Just like that um, movie that's out now um, that Denzel Washington produced. Um, talking about this woman in the 20s. What's her name? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, the, the, the blues, the blues singer. Talking about yeah, that blues, she blues was, sister. Yeah, yeah, and, I forgot her name. And I didn't, I started not to like it, but Nina Simone. When it was broke, when, when nah, it was broke, when it broke down nah. to me, I'm sorry, my ahead, something. It, 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 the brother that played Black Panther was in it before he passed away, and it showed how they exploit our culture for yeah. them to make money. And there was a saying about the record business. It said it'll wreck your home, it'll wreck your marriage, it'll wreck your life. That's what the record business would do. But when James <laughs> Brown came in, he wanted to switch that up. He wanted ownership. Ownership. We got to have ownership. I'm going to go ahead and pre- make my record in the studio, press my record in my factory, go on my radio station and promote it and book my own shows. He done took care of everything. He don't need nobody. So when him, Otis Redding, Sam Cooke, and all them got together and was about to go ahead and make some major moves, that got disrupted. Check the history. Yeah, he took them out of here. Somebody say her name was Ma, it's Ma, it's Ray, Ma Ray, Rainey. Rainey. Yeah. Ma Rainey. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that has been the historic case, case by case, that we've been hijacked. All along, but we supposed to be the, the oh. downtrodden. We supposed to be the n words, right? But we the most ones that are the most creative, the most productive out of all of it. But we need to flip that now. Right. All the companies Why do we that we need to go to, we create our own companies. So what? So now, why do we ahead, keep man. letting it happen? Keep letting it happen. Why do we keep letting them take and flip? Because we have bought into the integration model, which has been highly destructive to our community. When you look at the aspect of integration and separation, when we say separation is wrong, but when it was integrated, it was right. It was right in the aspect for us because we had to rely solely upon ourselves. When we get back to that stance where we don't need nobody else, the Asians have their own community. 
the Jews have their own community. All other cultures, all other ethnicities have their own. They have their own. We are dependent. We are consumers. We don't produce nothing. Um, What's the brother? Um, great long walk with um, the brother. Um, Dr. John Henry Clark. Dr. John Henry Clark. You cannot talk about revolution or any type of upward mobility if you cannot even produce a diaper pen for your baby's diapers. You might as well stop talking. No one else's march more than us. Stop marching, start doing. Start getting these abandoned buildings. This this is a this was a manufacturing town. All these buildings before they get taken away, we need to take these buildings back, create programs with skilled trades, and start rebuilding our own communities. Get these young boys off the street, start selling them dope, teach them how to get into international trade and international commerce like Marcus Garvey taught us. We got lessons. We got the blueprint laid for us. Dr. Amos Wilson gave us a whole book, almost 1,000 pages, The Blueprint for Black Power. Do we read it? No. We need to come to 90s Knowledge Cafe, Books, Beats, and Eats on Tuesday, and talk about these things. It's not just about music. We talk about books. How to be able to change our circumstances. It's one thing to read a book, but it's another thing to apply the things that you have read. There are different yep. models, different things that we can actually do to come together. When the brother um, Robert, he said, um, start de- developing a nonprofit. Did you say develop a nonprofit? I never put it together. We were putting together credit unions and corporations. Exactly. I started a nonprofit I- based off well, of what we- me and um, – Go ahead. And that's and this is Spin Inc. To be able to help our children understand the dynamics of music. Music all this is all this conversation for the last almost two hours has been based around music and frequencies. I bet you didn't expect music. to be on here that long, did you? <laughs> and I and, and I still unemployed. got some, and I still got some calls. <laughs> so uh, uh, let's, let's, let's 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 take a break and let some calls come in and uh, continue to enjoy this conversation. Okay. Go ahead, man. Let's see here. Okay. Uh, 443-813. 443-813. Hold up, sister. Hold up, brother. Better love. Hold up. Hold Better love. Hold up. I had love. to call back in. You know, I think where um, I think people fail to realize when you, you have to protect what you have. Regardless if you build something, if somebody, I don't want to say stronger, or if somebody's able just to come take it from you and you're not able to defend it, then, you know, you're just building a house on, on quicksand. And I think it's not to get violent, but it's, it's, it's to let people know that how any other culture, we can't just go over there and set up things or, you know, they'll take it from us either by paperwork or by force. And I think people really need to realize on what avenue or what force are we willing to imply? Now, our culture is looked at as feminized now because due to certain things chemically and, and mentally. And, and right. that sets a global tone with people to do business with us, let alone our own people doing business with us. And I'm not saying this is 100%, but we clearly, if it, we had, if you had a business and another culture had a business, most likely the, our money will go to the other culture because we believe that our own people will get over on us. Because you have a certain amount of people that do negative things publicly. 
not understanding on the back end how we should how we should move with the uh, credit unions and with um, certain business people collectively. And if you don't protect what you have, then you're liable to just get everything taken from you at any given point. And like I said, I'm not here to promote violence or tell people to get violent, but at some point we really going to have to stop looking at what happened and start learning from what we can do to stop that right. from our own police force, our own military. These are the only way that we can move forward first, because once you establish that, in my opinion, then you can move forward with laying the groundwork because uh, people are not getting together, I believe, because they don't feel like they can be protected from our sisters to our, our children. They're looking at the elders like, what the hell are we doing? What the hell are y'all doing that we can't do? So this is where I believe certain violence are coming into the wrong aspect. I'm not saying, once again, I'm not saying being violent. I'm just saying be precautious on how you approach certain things and understanding I, how, I, I, you know, Go ahead, brother. No, I was just going to say, I would just add that one of the most important things that, that we should have been doing a long time ago, much of what I've done uh, throughout um, my life, is to look into the future. I, can, exactly. I can't change very much of what happened yesterday, but I can damn sure have an imprint on what's going to happen tomorrow. And I think that that's where we've come up short such that when things begin to transform, things begin to change, we find ourselves way behind because we've been spending all this time looking backwards and very little time looking forward. The people that we are fighting against, they look forward with a vengeance. Yes. I mean with a vengeance, such that there are things that we've talked about tonight that are already obsolete. Exactly. <laughs> if they come in with uh, Cassie society Where they can basically Dictate every move that's made Along with so called social credit And let's be clear Ain't no business going to be set up That they don't uh, basically get a stamp of approval Because they control all monetary transactions That's and even land. with Bitcoin And land, and land. How are we, we going to move with that you see? You can't. How, we, how will we set up alternative systems in a communist paradigm? Sorry about that. Because they don't allow that in communist systems. They ain't allowing that in the system that they're they talking about putting in place right now. That's why Biden is where he is. Because they've been planning for what they're doing right now. For 2,500 years Okay And now they're bringing it to fruition Here's what our response is We've got to fight through a Fake LGBT Black Lives Matter Paradigm Which is not real Which is not real Oh, oh. I just said it's fake It's all fake It's controlled it's by somebody else Doctor, but we got to say that just to be heard or tempted, attempting to be heard. We got to go through that because that's very well financed. Uh, it, it's backed by some of the most powerful people on this planet. 
I want to see this talk? brother. And I'm, I'm, and I'm gonna get Go off. Ahead, I brother. apologize for cutting you off. No, Just sorry, on the military structure, and I'm only going to use the nation of Islam because I like the uniformity that they have. You understand? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You mess with one, you mess with all. But on a non-violent, and I'm not really going to speak on it because I'm not in the nation or anything. I don't really know too much about them, except for uh, from perception from outside looking in. That structure, I don't see people really attacking them on that level for whatever reason. I don't really want to get in that, but I don't see them attacking them on, on that level. I see them attacking people who are not unified, and I just want to yell with that. Hotel, better love. Better love, brother. Um, Sister no, Di, I didn't think um, that. Doctor, go ahead, mommy. We got a special person on the line. We got Queen Mother Nandi on the line. Ah, well, greetings. Better love. I have hotel. Better love, goddess. Hotel. Can she hear us? Did we lose her? Oh, now I see her. Oh, here she here she is. Okay, hold on. Okay, Mayotte Hotel. Thanks for joining us. My Hotel. Yes, I've been listening for the last few hours. Great show. <laughs> A lot of informed callers. Yes. Oh, they're, they're, they're I, on I it. They're on discussion. it. <laughs> looking forward to seeing you, Brother Robert. It's been some years. Well, you, know I'm looking forward, you know I'm looking forward to getting back home, Sister Nandi. Yes, yes, yes. I'll make you a glorious dinner. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I make you feel like the old times when, you know, the preacher come to visit. He always got to eat the best food first. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really... Um, and I've been so many good callers. Y'all putting me to sleep, though, but I can't go to sleep because I want to hear it. <laughs> well, you know, Sister Nandi, we've been doing this for over 10 years now on this program. Wow. And, uh I, I spoke earlier about the the uh, level of the number of listeners. I, I don't want to be able to put the number out there because I think it would scare some people. The really? Number of people, let me just put it like this. Mm-hmm. It's more than a million. Wow. Well, I, you know, some people just got to catch up with the time, and this thing they got us on the now is making you catch up with the time, you know, because I know I had to do a lot of computer stuff. I'm like, how do you do this? How do you do that? You know? And, yeah. Um, this is just one of the new ways of listening to uh, talk radio because that's one of my favorite. You get all the information on talk radio. Yeah, but you know what, Sister Nandi? Yeah. I think what separates programs like ours uh, from other radio programs is mm-hmm. we have a immense, immense uh, amount of respect for all of the callers that call in here. It's not about whether we agree with everything somebody says or right. that they agree with everything that we say. It's about yeah. that's why we all, we offer better love because right. there's enough hatred out here to last us oh for a lifetime. Much of yes. the music that we try to introduce in, into the, the, the mind frames of our people uh, has to do with love. Yeah, that's not to sound all corny. It's just to right. recognize the power of it. There's no greater mm. force in the universe than the power of love. That that may sound crazy, right. but, it's but that, true. that's the truth. It's the truth. It's like um, since this thing been going on. 
you know, I ask the people, don't y'all feel freer than ever? They're like, yeah, feel free. It's like now you can think. Now let's pull this thing together. Let's work together. Let's build together. You know, it's not about feeling free to get all stupid and crazy and everything. It's time for us to really build because they're building. (laughs) They're building something that we don't even know about. We don't even think about because they're not putting that part on the news. Or maybe a lot of people don't understand the language or the in-between. So, you know, when you come, you can can describe the language that the people are missing. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate that, Sister Nandi. I just can't stress yes. enough. Beverly, uh, I'm looking I forward look. to seeing you. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I look forward to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just can't stress enough, Sister Nandi, how important that is. Uh, I introduced yeah. a brother uh, named Omar, who I had never heard of. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this brother is extremely talented, and we play a lot wow. of his music. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that's because all of his music has a love theme to it. It's not mm-hmm. like the old Smokey Robinson, you know, Temptations. It's not like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, an up, it's an updated version yeah. of that yeah. music. But what's interesting, right. Sister Nandi, is he comes out of Europe. We got to yes. go to Europe to get love music today. I'm telling you, yes, all of that, <laughs> all of that. It, you know, but we I, I see a lot of love. Uh, we got a lot of love music at 90s. We got a lot of good talent at 90s because we have an open mic night. And because they don't play people music and stuff on on, on, the, on the radio anymore, I don't know how mm-hmm. they're going to get seen as we do it. We find a way. So I really have to appreciate you for that. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, we, we need it uh, yeah, in the worst way because, yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we can we get are. all that other stuff. All you got to do is turn on your radio. You can get all that other stuff 24 hours a day, as much, much booty as you want. Well, we don't right need, here. We don't need the white man <laughs> approval no more. <laughs> That's right. But this, is, this, is an this is an excellent time for us to create, you know. Yes. Just like, uh, yes. You're going, just like they're going to uh, live stream uh, Dr. Robert X this weekend. When you have your mic night, you can... You know, it's, it's a void that's there. So people not getting yeah. the the that you know, and so scream it, put it on the internet. Right. Our audience is from all all over, you know, and that that's way. That's right. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that good brother you got on the other end, a uh, brother Malik, that that's so intelligently talking. With so much knowledge, he's helping, and so we're going to get some of all of that together. I, I can't live stream mm-hmm. nothing. You know, I'm getting there. I'm learning some of the buttons, but, you know, he's there, and he's going to be able to do some things like that. So I really appreciate that. Well, I've watched the, the growth well, we and development of that you. brother, and uh, yeah. it, it's just like a, a, some of the other brothers here in Chicago that we kind of watch, you know, grow up and, and develop into – just outstanding uh, young brothers, and uh, yeah. they're doing their own thing as well. And my whole thing is just to get out their way and let them do their thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. And, you know, they 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 had a teacher, and they listen and they learn, and so you can't do nothing but stay behind them, and they appreciate right. that. You know? 
Yeah, That's I right. have a lot of students that I didn't even know I had. They just so gracefully always, Mama Nandi, Mama Nandi. And I've watched the children grow up. You know, and, and and that's beautiful to see them grow up and they come back and and they you give them some balance in life. So you know the village is still here, it's still here, but yeah. we we don't spread it so far apart. But this is the time we we're coming back together. I feel we're coming back together. We're coming yeah, back I, together. I agree with you. I agree wholeheartedly. As a matter of fact, yeah. we had a couple of young brothers uh, who have programs on this network who called in uh, tonight. Uh, Brother L.A. and uh, uh, Brother Tutmos. Tutmos, and these brothers yeah. are so bright, it's just, it's scary, okay? <laughs> so the future may seem to be bleak, but we mm-hmm. still have people that have an, their eye on it. This is what I respect about these brothers. They got their eye on what's coming again. That's right. Mm-hmm. If you understand what's coming, you can plan in advance. That's right. You can lessen the blow to whatever is coming. Yeah. And that's all I've tried to do throughout my life. And it's just, it's just uh, to see brothers like Malik and, and Brother Tutmos and L.A. and others realize mm-hmm. that and begin to explore their own potential. It's just uh, I can just sit back and be quiet and listen. Right. Because people say, yeah, but where's our leaders? You can be a leader. We we are our own leaders. You know, there's always somebody in your community that is a leader. You just need to listen. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah, right. We have all around. We don't, you know, it might not be that big person that the mic, if the, you know, the Dr. King, the Malcolm's That's anymore, right? right. That, but we are, we have leaders. Be the block club. Make a, Make something happen. That's right. That's true. Yes. Exactly right. You know, and I appreciate that, you know, um, Dr. X, because I met you 25 years ago. I was 26 when I met you. So I'm 50. I'm 50 now. So. Wow. Wow. I was one of two. Hi. miles an hour. Never in one place for five minutes. Yes. Brother, no. You remember? Okay. You remember my baby Yasmin was was a baby. You remember the twins yeah. when they was born. You know what I'm saying? They they women now. You understand? Wow. I still have a sense of uh, responsibility. Matter of fact, I came up with an acronym the other day for parents. <laughs> P for patience. We have to be patient with our children. We have to be patient with ourselves. A acceptance. A acceptance of our children is acceptance of ourselves of where we mm-hmm. are. The R, the responsibility, the responsibility we have to our children and the responsibility our children to have to us and also to their ancestors. Yeah. The E, the education. We must educate and re-educate our children for our benefit, not for somebody mm-hmm. else's benefit. Mm-mm. The N, nurturing. We have to nurture our children. So in turn, when we get old, our children can nurture us on our passage to become an ancestor. And T, which is the most important word, is trust. We got to start trusting each other again. We have, yep. you understand? We have been systematically made to lie. Our men lie, yep. our women lie, which create that distrust because we've been lied to as a collective. We have to stop lying to each other. We have to stop lying to ourselves. In ancient Kimmy, know thyself. Shakespeare, to thyself be true. It's the same thing. We have to deal with ourselves first, the inner. We have to go within, like the brother was saying earlier. 
then we build without. Then we can start yep. effectuating change. Because I had bought a book uh, from Plumeron Hashanah out in, um, he has a Vedanta or a temple out in California. And mm-hmm. one of the books is called How to Change Others. And people say, damn, I can change others. The premise of the book, How to Change Others, first you have to change yourself. That's when you correct. change yourself, the people in your life is going to change. That's changing mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. You may not necessarily change the person, change the people. I may have to change the people in my life for me to get further in life. Right. You understand? So, you know, if we look at these principles and look at the um, examples that was at Sankofa, we have to look back because one issue when Brother was talking about the LGBTQ, which was actually headed up, especially in our community, by Bayard Rushkin, which is notorious um, in the 1940s and the 50s, who actually hijacked, well, he didn't hijack, he actually architected the civil rights movement for the benefit of the LGBT community. Straight out the closet. Straight out the closet. Then the black question comes to this. Black is a legal term. Let's get it straight. If you see a jet, 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 jet black person that's chalkboard black, let me know. And when you're dealing with a white person, let me see somebody look like a sheet of paper. These are legal terms that's been used against us because that go back to the 1700s of the black codes and certain things that was put in place. Now, if we look at the predecessors to Malcolm X, Elijah Muhammad, Marcus Garvey, we had Noble Drew Ali. Noble Drew Ali threw in that nationality question. Now, there was a lynching that happened in the 1920s of an Italian um, gentleman that was hung by some wasps, white white Anglo-Saxon Protestants during that time period. When they lynched that man, Italy was about to come, Italy was about to sever the head for him because he is a national. We have to talk about the nationality question, and we have to leave off where Malcolm said at Henry Ford, auditorium in in Detroit, February 1965, before he got murdered. He said, we have to look at the human rights aspect more so than the civil rights aspect and take these people to the Hague, where there's two world courts. And the world court in the Hague and Geneva, Switzerland, can address some of these things, and we have some recourse and some redress, and these things could be corrected. We can't protect our our foundations because we don't have the weaponry, or the military to do it. And we use certain um, CFRs and um, policies like they use, and other people are recognized, we have to get recognized. As long as the Dred Scott case has never been overturned, it's a Supreme Court case, and Judge Taney gave his um, conclusion about we should never, ever be considered United States citizens, Aboriginal, born here, imported, freed or otherwise. So if we keep calling ourselves black, the police will still continue to kill us and still can get away with what they're doing because we are not coming under the right auspices of what and who we are. We're the only people on the planet that have been had their name changed over 15 times. Black, colored, mulatto, Negro, Ethiopian, Negro, colored, Afro-American, African-American, black. Come on now. So that question you has know to be what, answered. Malik? I don't have all the answers. If, I don't have if all Malcolm the answers. Was alive I know. Today, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Huh? 
No, I'm saying that I don't have all the answers, but these are some of the questions that I do have for the community. We need to look at it from another standpoint and another lens because Denzel Washington, when he played Stephen Biko, was in court. He brought up the same question. How can you define me as black when my skin is brown? And clearly you're not white. You are pink. And the judge said, you are right. But the writer of that movie went into another direction because somebody could possibly pick up on it in court. When you're using court terms, you're not using a Webster's Dictionary. You're using the Valentine's Legal Law Dictionary, Black's Law Dictionary, and these terms are different from a Webster's Dictionary. So you have doublespeak. That goes back right back into 1984, George Orwell. They say Latin is dead. For who? Not for medical practitioners and people who use legal terms. They still use Latin. We, the common folk, don't use Latin because it's being used against us. Well, that's where, that's where if Malcolm was here today, he would have updated his database. That's why it's critical to look ahead. Because mm-hmm. let me give you a, just a just a real quick example. Mm-hmm. Because see, the, the whole notion of definition is being radically altered. Words that used to mean one thing no longer mean those things. They've taken the whole concept of law. They have turned it upside down where law only applies to the people who are behind this new movement. Again, Nancy Pelosi goes on the House floor as the Speaker of the House and declares that mother, father, and he or she cannot be used in the Congress of this country anymore. The proper use of the pronoun. Uh, What I'm saying is what we know as definition and language is being radically altered, which means law, which is the whole body of words and language, is being radically altered. And the court systems are so corrupt. That's the international court. That's the world court. That's the Supreme Court. And we are seeing it right before our eyes. Right now. Yeah. All of them are corrupt. They're working on another agenda, which is absolutely anti-human. So are you going it into transhumanism that what Topher talked about? Yes, so what has to happen is people all over the planet have to rise up against this tyranny that they're getting ready to drop on us where they've been able to lock down the entire world mm-hmm. based upon mm-hmm. nonsense. I didn't say right. lock down America. I didn't mm-hmm. say lock down uh, uh, the city of London. I said lock the down the whole world. Who or what has the power to do that? Mm-hmm. That's where we are now. If yeah. people don't rise up all over this world... 
they're going to come with something that we will not be able to get out of. That's why they're mandating the vaccines, which are not vaccines. They're right. nano, nanotechnology. This is serum. This is yeah. a concoction. It doesn't cure anything. That's according to what they say, not me. Yeah. So we, we have to be prepared for tomorrow, right now. Because if we don't understand this, in New York, just this past weekend, this psychopath is talking about locking up people <laughs> indiscriminately that they feel may in fact be a so-called spreader of something that kills less than the flu. Hmm. Did you Wait, hear me? Say that again. No, I don't understand. The governor of New York mm-hmm. wants to implement laws where they can indiscriminately pick you up and lock you up for as long as they deem necessary because you are considered a health threat without any evidence that you are a health threat. And that goes into contact tracing. That's That's part of it. But the point is, this this is a global move you remember, Brother Malik, we, we coined this phrase back back in the 80s, and we brought it to Detroit that what we are actually going to be confronted with is a global, hostile, corporate takeover. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think I have that DVD. I think I have that DVD. Yes, sir. This is where we are right now. This is where we are. Matter of fact, you did that lecture at 90. Yes, sir. So a lot of the concepts and things that we use historically, we're going to have to modify that database because they've updated their database and they're using software that come from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Okay? And they build it. We cannot use the same models. Mm-hmm. That Brother Malcolm, I wear his ex in honor of Malcolm, mm-hmm. but his research was cut short like his life. Yes. Right. If the exactly. world court is exactly. corrupt and they haven't done anything to expose this fraud that is this so-called fake pandemic inspires, what makes us think for a moment that they're they're going to properly adjudicate any claims that African people have on this planet when the move is to give us the serum first, globally. Mm. To get us out the way because we're a problem. And people Mm. like Bill Gates and the people that he represents have been working on a global African removal system for decades, Brother Kwame, where you at? Hmm. Uh, this people, is, this is real talk. Without, and people don't have a clue 
what's going on because they're listening to the news, and the news <laughs> is the enemy. Yeah, yes. and you won't know unless you go and research it out and find out for yourself what's going on behind the scenes. You see, and you can, and and it, it could be a start. I don't too much care yeah. who who wins the election. Well, the no. point <clears throat> is, there was massive fraud in every major state in this country, and it's right in front of everybody's face. They got it on film. Mm -hmm. And the so-called supreme law of the land, the Supreme Court, refuses to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Could it be? Exactly. Exactly. So now, if that's the case, where do we get justice? Because the same thing that's going on in the Supreme Court is going on in the World Court. Yes. So the black people need to uh, uh, get their um, get their nationality together. How do we defend this? If the people of the world don't rise up and confront the tyranny, our philosophy has been and continues to be nonviolent, nonparticipation. The way you stop the move of the Satanists is you don't participate in it. Exactly. If you stop participating... If people got up tomorrow and say to hell with Governor Whitmer, to hell with Governor Cuomo, we're going to open up our businesses, and the people go in those businesses in numbers, there's nothing that they can do but step down. I'm almost a witness. I was confronted by the police. And and she says, well, Governor Whitner says, um, can't ten people gather? I said, I don't know who she is. I don't, I don't know that person. I'm not giving that person and, 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 any and, 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 and what what Governor is doing? Those are not laws. Those are policies. Yeah, she we they she's not giving out any laws. Those policies. No. She yeah. She, so she can't be made. They're giving people a fine, but but if every restaurant people stood together, I mean, and people mm-hmm. went in, what 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 they gonna do? Nothing. Exactly. They can't do anything. They, right. they can't. Do you they got some big business yeah. casinos open? Right. The big business open. Right. Let me give you another example. The mm-hmm. Supreme Court handed down an edict that the governor of New York, okay, and the governor of California, which meant by extension every governor in this country, could not prevent people from exercising their First Amendment rights of freedom of expression in terms of their religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. The governor of New York and the governor of Michigan uh, basically told the Supreme Court to go to hell. 
that they are not going to abide by constitutional laws and guarantees. You see, you know, the makes, people ain't mad enough yet. Mm-hmm. The whooping ain't severe enough yet. Right. So, so Baba, it makes you wonder why the churches don't, where's their faith? You know, they preached all their lives to say so must see. Why are they so they're scared? Being, they're being shown for the frauds that they are. They are. Mm. But that's what happens when yeah. we reach this point that the Christians refer to as revelation. Mm. That we refer to ancient comedic science as the procession of the equinoxes. We're going through a cycle where if the people don't stand up again, they're going to get run over. Okay, all you church listeners, y'all need to be there this weekend so y'all can get some of that good preaching, meditation. We're going to have service on <laughs> A lot of the people in the city need to be there because if you go out in the suburbs, they're not wearing those mm. masks. You go that is correct. They're they yeah. wearing the masks and they only one in the car. And they, and everybody right. got a mask on in the city. But you go out in the suburbs, ain't nobody buying that. And they right. not closing their establishment down. They went and bought bubbles. And so people and said, okay, we... We can't eat inside. We're going to buy these we'll bubbles eat and outside. eat outside. And, yeah, and so that's what you got to do. You, you don't let people just dictate to you what to do. You right. go around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look who inhabits the city. And look where the, riots, look where the riots took place. In the city. In black areas in the cities, predominantly. Yeah. Yep. And, and black people, I see they have masks on everywhere. Do you do they do you see them? I'm about to, they have masks on. So That's I, you I'm know, the news is lying. But but go out in the, the, in the suburbs. They nobody wearing yeah, no yeah. mask. You might see one or two people wearing a mask. Don't nobody wear no mask in the suburbs. It's only right. the Correct. black community. And you and you suffocating yourself with the mass. You need your brain oh need God, oxygen. Yes. Not no carbon monoxide, whatever from wearing right. that mass. You block, you kill, you weakening your immune system. I often say the Creator didn't give us two holes to block them both. Exactly. You have a cold. <laughs> you have a cold. You be thanking God I can breathe out my mouth at least. You know I can't breathe out my nose. I can breathe out my mouth. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We, we, we've got some very interesting uh, questions that we're going to have to face here, and, and uh, yeah. they write up on yeah. us. We don't have the luxury of time. We've got to make some decisions in terms of how we're going to be dealing with what's yeah. coming. They have literally mm-hmm. taken our children away from us, literally. 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 Yes. 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 And, and I've been screaming. Are- I've been screaming on this platform about why black parents 
aren't objecting to their children being taught how to be good lesbians and homosexuals in the school system. Oh, my God. Now, stop it. Stop it. That's the R. That's in that parent acronym. Responsibility. <laughs> because I'm at a school that I'm not going to mention, but it's I, I, I've seen some things in the school system that I, I never thought was possible, but it's here in the, is here and now. Matter of fact, when I was speaking earlier, I was talking about the book Future Shock uh, by Alvin yeah. Tuckler yeah. and the mm-hmm. Third Wave. All that yeah. is in it is like a blueprint. Yes. Future Shock talks about the disintegration of the so-called nuclear family, and they highlighted black families in that book. Then they were Correct. going into the um, the trans going from the transfer of nuclear family to the transhumanist where you're going to have not the typical man, woman, and child. You're going to have man and man, child, woman and woman, child, or transgendered couple and child. Now, they That's why they're changing the language. In, Go ahead. Huh? That's why they're changing the language. Well, that actual demographic has 10,000 words within their lexicon. They have their own dictionary. Yeah, wow. they have ten thousand words that they could say. They could have a conversation right in front of you, and you would never catch it. Yes, that is correct. Because they have over ten thousand words, but they are gradually introducing it into mainstream conversations, and they are basically mandating. They're mandating this. Mm. Yeah, I got called a tripod. I didn't know what it was. I had to think. I'm like a tripod. A tripod. <laughs> what oh. the hell is that? What's the tripod? But look. <laughs> you, you, think about it, Sister Beverly. I, I stand <clears> on two legs. Three legs. I see and the other three one, legs. And the other one is the kickstand. That's what they was inferring. Oh, okay. With that's that, what they talked With that about. term. But okay. that's derogatory. That's a derogatory mm-hmm. term to me. Why would you call me a tripod? That's the right because you, you have don't matter own. anymore. Exactly. The whole nature so of male to be is a thing. They moving the right. male towards obsolescence. Uh-huh. This is not a yeah. joke. The, not the whole nature of nanotechnology, while yes, it's aimed at both species, but they just came out today and said that uh, basically the nanotech in the vaccines is basically rendering the males impotent. Uh, but that go back too. to the BPAs and phylites. Yes. Yes, that goes back to the BPAs and phylites that they were doing studies on, and they are seeing the decrease in males, uh, male frogs, and some other yes. things. They had something up in... Um, Canada, where a lot of um, the children up there was being affected by the chemicals in the water, and their testicles, they'd be at 12, 13 years old, their testicles are still inside of them, where they have to have them surgically brought down for them to be yes. fun- to be functional. Yes. But you might recall, yes. we came up to Detroit back around 2010, uh, and we did the lecture on the feminization of the male species. Exactly. Oh my God, man! How many? We, we've done twenty years worth of work, man. 
And brother, you missed the last ten. The last ten plus has been right here on Truth to Power, and some of the stuff that we we put out here on Truth to Power is unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. You can go back and listen. You know what, Sister Beverly, I like Mm -hmm. to applaud you for your work in the community. By get by having a platform to have this information disseminated for people, Queen Mother Nandi, I like to thank you for your contribution to the community by having a venue that supplies books and information to the community. That's two women, Absolutely. two queens, that has taken the responsibility. They were there again, that responsibility and the commitment to be a benefit for their community. I thank both of you. Thank you. And continue to do the work that you're Thank doing. You. Um, Thank you. Which is an inspiration. It should be an inspiration for us men. Or so Thank far. Thank Why else have to be the sisters? You understand? Always the sisters at the front line. Why are we looking at their behind? They on the front yep. line while we're looking at their behind. We need to stop. We need to stop. Brother Malik. We need to stand what up you're listening and take to that now responsibility. It's something. What you're listening to now, my brother, is something that we rarely do. Most of the, the, the programs that we've done on this program, while there's interaction between Sister Bev and myself all the time, most of yes. the time is taken up with uh, quoting directly from the research articles over the years, okay? Yes. And I can tell you, point blank, it's extremely rare that you'll be able to go anywhere and basically uh, end up listening to books online because when we do the research and we quote extensively from the research, that's pretty much what we're doing. And people have the patience in the audience, which is why I respect them so much to sit there and listen to me, read all of this stuff over the years, every week. Okay. But it, it takes me out of the equation, which is how it's supposed to be and puts the emphasis on the research material because I've tried to get people to understand, which is why I don't like praise. The parts have to be interchangeable for the machinery to work properly. You see, I'm an extension of Steve Coakley. I'm an extension of Dale Blair. I'm an extension of Brother Kalinde. Okay? And you are an extension of all those people as well. Yeah. And yeah. by virtue of all these people out there listening, they become extensions of those people as well. Exactly. You see? So the people have the parts have to be interchangeable such that the machinery is functioning properly. When I leave this this particular dimension, we know we got Tutmos in LA uh and brother uh, Eddie uh, and others right. it's a part there who are going to continue on with the work. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the same thing Baba Kalinde said before he passed. Yeah. Continue to work. I'm all right. That's Continue cool. to work. I know. You understand? And Dr. Mm-hmm. Sam Greenlee put that in his book um, that he wrote back in 1972-73. When one falls, we move up two spaces in rank, whether we want to or not. That's the way it is, but Who the work must say? continue. Dr. Sam Greenlee, come on, man. Oh, my God, listen. 
Come on, man. You know that was that was one of my roadies here, right? Man, he cussed <laughs> me out. He man, he gave me the business because I wanted to redo this book. I wanted to redo his work so it could be relevant. So the youth, the generations that come up under me can connect with it. See, the reason why I connected with it because I'm the last of the sixty babies. So that's in my yeah. DNA. That's in my that's in my memory bank. But when you get right. to 75 and beyond, that starts to diminish, and they need to have a reboot or a 2.0 or 3.0 or the same concept, but where they can actually relate to it. So when I brought it to him, he was like, uh, you got some money? I'm like, no, I got some ideas. He, was like, he went, I can't repeat what he said, but at the end, he hung <laughs> up on me. But... Um, it was it was I, I, and I met him I met him in Chicago with uh, Fred Hampton Jr. at a lecture at one of the universities yeah. down there, and you know we had a good report in, but when we got on the phone, he he did what flip on me, but it's still relative because the whole principle you was know why? going back. Why? Uh, let me why? help you out with why he probably flipped on you, my brother, because I consider Sam a. Fairly close friend of mine. All right. Okay. Because Sam never stopped working for the intelligence community. Sam still Ooh. was the spook that sat by the door. Ooh. Ooh. He yeah, admitted man. that to me. And I asked him, man, Sam, why are you still working with them people? You know what he said? Well, brothers got what? to eat. Mm. What? A brother's got the man. Eat. Stop it! I still considered Sam a friend of mine, but from that day forward, I fed him with a long handle spoon. <laughs> As the plot thickens, wow. yes, sir. And that is yes, sir. that is a classic movie. And I'm telling you, he gave me the business about that, and. I saw what that social worker did with the youth, came back, got with them, did what he was supposed to do to prepare them for what they had mm-hmm. to do under the circumstances. There was another movie that came out during that time. It was called Uptight. And yep. Max Julian, who played the revolutionary, he had to be flipped into the mask. So they gave that visual back to the music the music line. Um, what's the brother's name? Um, who wrote um the Mac? Um, what's his name? He scored. Oh, I know who you're talking about. He had a car accident. Oh. He ended up in a wheelchair. Yeah, I know who you're talking about too. I'm looking right at him. Me too, bear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Superfly. No, not Superfly. Yeah. He made Superfly. Wonder why. Yeah. He scored that Mayfield. movie without even Mayfield. watching Mayfield. Wasn't his name Mayfield? What was his name? Curtis. Curtis Mayfield. Curtis Mayfield. That, yeah. is the, that is a backdrop to black exploitation and a doorway for black misery because a lot of that stuff was internalized by cats in the 70s. I've seen cats getting mm-hmm. um, presses, rollers in their hair. Wearing the clothes, <laughs> want to be a pimp, and they look like clowns. Mm-hmm. I met yeah. Magic Don Juan. I met Magic Don Juan in California. 
Yeah, and, wait a minute, hold on, sister. Hold on, Brother X. <laughs> I seen Magic Don Juan in California, L.A., on Crenshaw in 43rd. He had a gold, he had a green and gold Cadillac, and his toenails mm-hmm. were painted green and gold. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I learned in California about a pimp, they say if a pimp ain't got no um, no um, no ladies working for him, he'll get out there himself because he's addicted mm-hmm. to it. That's his addiction. You understand? He got to mm-hmm. get that money. He got to service that service no matter what. So I look at that type of black exploitive image that was put in our children's minds that they wanted to become pimps, killers, hustlers, drug dealers. And then... The Geraldine came up with Flip Wilson in 1969-1970 when that was introduced. That was part of that infeminization of the young black male during that time period, coupled with us looking like a clown shown in um, good times. James Evans was a father for so many many kids. James Evans offered good times. Yes. I'm still there? Go ahead. Yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying James Evans, the way he was depicted on Good Times, he was the strongest black male image that we had in the 70s. They killed him off. They ended up giving us um, Philip Drummond with different strokes. Hmm. Why did you kill off James Evans? Because he still had integrity. Even though he didn't have a lot of money, his family was intact. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't going to accept certain before. behaviors from any of his children, and, okay? And, Even growing up in the project, the there was still a level, there was still a set of principles that basically guided him and that family, <clears throat> okay? But let me, let me go back just here for a second here, because you mentioned something very important in terms of so-called Bishop Magic Wand. Okay. Yep. Uh, because I'm very familiar with that dude as well, and I thought it was interesting that uh, somewhere along the late '90s, early 2000s, all of a sudden he leaves his Chicago stumping ground, and he's all over hip hop with Snoop Dogg as hip hip hop becomes a part of that transition into the whole pimping thing. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. so we see uh, what's the brother that did pimping all over the world? Rapping for all of a sudden. Uh, what was his name? Oh, all no, over that the world. was um ludicrous. Ludicrous. All ludicrous. of a sudden, Bishop Magic Juan and other pimps are all over the hip-hop videos. And so they transition that whole pimp thing into hip-hop, where it was basically relatively obscure. I was in L.A. at that time period. That was 2003 to, like, 2006. And I, I actually did security at the Players Ball in L.A., Mm-hmm. Magic Don Ron was there. Ike Turner was there. A.J. Johnson from um, Friday was there. Um, 
um, I used to call him um, Black Baby Jesus was there, and um, I call him the um, um, the White Castle Pope because he had a, a white pope's outfit, and they taught from they taught from Proverbs and they taught from Ecclesiastics, and they talked about um, in Proverbs the virtuous woman. They got a church in Vegas. They're not playing. When Snoop said church, that was 2004, 2000, 2004, 2005. They actually mm-hmm. have a church in Las Vegas for pimps and hoes. Excuse my language on your show. Oh, boy. No, but yeah. I, I'm sitting there and I'm just watching this transition, and I'm trying to figure out where these people going with it because the the, the transition wasn't complete. They then began to move it into the sports and other entertainment realms. Okay? Yeah. So now you got athletes that want to be pimps, right? Mm-hmm. They all playing the same role. Because what's really happening is all of this stuff is been, being enmeshed into one gob, one one ball of confusion, if you will. Okay? So you can take all of the levels of decadence that exist within the black community, okay? And you can just put it all into one thing. And that's why we got so much confusion out here now because you're not just dealing with one area of decadence. It's all of them working together. All of it. The entire entertainment Genre, all of it. All of it goes you hand got, in hand. Malik, I didn't realize yeah. this. You had porn stars in. I'm talking about real live porn stars in the videos in the late nineties. So video vexing, man. Come on, man. When they came out with video vexing and Superhead, that whole nineties thing. It took it to another level because now what was also introduced during that time period, the Internet. Yes. You had access to so 85% of the Internet was porn-related. Major money-making industry. Coupled with the soft porn they was doing in the videos at night. After 2 o'clock, the video content changed on BET. It went, it went from hardcore hip hop to hip hop where it was showing soft porn. That's where Ludacris and them came in. Ludacris, Little John, the Yin Yang Twins, cats that dirty south, that low bass yeah. vibration. That came from that down that way. You understand? So they all, all want to be pimps. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on. Outcast, Southern Playalistic. <laughs> When they came out, they was looking like Big Boy looked like a pimp. He had his hair mm-hmm. pressed in a curl. All of them was getting pressing curls. Who else go to the barbershop and go get pressing curls? Women. <laughs> so you done made it unisex. Or you made it, um, it's okay for me to do it because Snoop is doing it. He got hair popping. He and his thing. Um, gangster party with Tupac and, um, no, America Most Wanted. That's after he caught that case. He comes yep. out looking a certain way. Then he starts wearing fingernail polish. 
Brother, I had no idea because I was moving away from from the hip hop by the two thousands, and I was just fed up with it because I saw where it was going. But I'm telling you, it just blew me away just here recently. I'm talking about the very top of the line women in porn or in uh, 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 Tupac's videos. I ain't talking about these no names. I'm talking about all the name ones. So they would do the video shoot earlier in the day. Then they would go and all have orgies later on in the day. Wow. I'm telling you, I stayed in L.A., brother. I stayed in L.A. I stayed in L.A. for three years. I stayed in Vegas for two and a half. So that's just sister cities because the same shit goes on. When you get to L.A., yeah. L.A. is a totally different vibration than here in Detroit. You understand? Right. And a lot of it, a lot of it's superficial. A lot of women out there are looking for pimps actively, especially in the Oakland area when I was off of um, 65th uh, Figueroa. Figueroa is the host role in South Central L.A., and that's not too far where mm-hmm. Denny got messed up at over on Florence and Normandy. I stayed in right. that neighborhood. The Rolling 60s is in that neighborhood. It is, it is decadent in L.A. You get in certain parts of L.A., you, oh, my God. And it's beautiful. That's what trips me right. out because here in Detroit, you got the blight. In Detroit, you got the blight in L.A. Detroit is bright, blight. L.A. is bright, but it's still ugly because there's an underbelly right. there. You know, um, yeah, go ahead, bro. Brother, it's the, look, it's the strip clubs. Now, the strip clubs are more mainstream than going to a, 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 a hip hop concert. I mean, and you know why it's like that? no, I it snuck up on me. I didn't because I ain't never been to no strip club. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why that. I'm gonna tell you why that happened. Now I'm gonna have to take you back. I'm gonna have to take you back a couple of centuries in the so-called Middle East. When you had different warlords and kings, and you had the princes coming up, yeah. they set up belly dancing in that area to take the to take the prince's mind off of um, deposing the kings or take or replacing them. So they kept them busy with female entertainment. Either a woman can build you or destroy you, and she's giving you the vices that you're looking for, the passions that's being excited by her dancing. That keeps your mind off of the real treasure, the real booty, power. Right. That's the same thing they're doing to us now. A lot of the strip club culture came from Atlanta. When you look at Atlanta, you have one of the biggest strip clubs that set the template for everywhere else, which was Magic City. Magic City got popular. That's why Ice Cube and a couple of other cronies got together and did that movie about strip clubs. It was, became a was Big Meech involved in that? Say again? Was Big Meech involved in that area? Big Meech? Big Meech. You said Big Meech? Yeah. BMF? He's one of the big time drug dealers from Detroit who moved to Atlanta. Uh, I can't, well, they did go down to Atlanta. There's a lot of information about BMF online. 
Um, they was plugged yeah. in with um, what magazine was that? Um, it's not Vice magazine. It was um, it was a magazine that was hot. Um, Don Diva. Don Diva was mm-hmm. like a street magazine talking about a lot of stuff that was happening in the streets from Nikki Barnes to Alpo to um, BMF and a lot of things that was happening in the streets. Um, you know, I'm not a, you know, I'm not going to talk too much about BMF, something I don't know about. You can go online and find out about that, but their presence right. felt from here to Detroit, you know, but um, they got right back, they got right into the music industry. The music industry yep. during the 90s was glorifying getting money in the street and celebrating its proceeds. That's where Puffy came into play because mm-hmm. Biggie, he was talking about a lot of stuff. His first, I think the first song was um, he was jacking somebody on the subway. He just got out of prison. That's his first <laughs> song. Then he's talking about what he had to do to survive to feed his daughter. I had to sell dope justification of taking care of his family because he had limited access or he limited his opportunities, either self-inflicted or imposed by a system. Mm-hmm. Ready to die. Ready to die for what? These streets that you don't control own anything. But because we was giving, we was giving hip-hop as a subculture because our culture has been stripped, so we had to make a culture. And that's why it's called hip-hop culture, because we adopted it when we didn't have anything else. We were stripped. They didn't want to go. See, I had seen um, a magazine at 90s Notch Cafe, and that's why it's so important to have these bookstores, where there was an article in the 70s talking about the transition from being a Negro to black. And they had a step-by-step program of taking you from one perspective to a new perspective. Same thing. Same thing. They changed the perspectives of the music because they changed the content which is in the music. If they would have let Tupac, if Tupac would have kept true to his first two albums, he could exact some movement within the youth because he was talking political social change. When they bailed him out, his whole content changed because now you got to pay the piper. Yep. You got to do what I tell you to do. You're not long, no longer uh, um, an individual. You got to roll with this. And this is what Death Row is rolling with. Yeah. Well, you know, my brother, we have had, I mean, we've gone around the world here tonight. I, <laughs> no, no idea we was gonna cover all this yeah, we, subject matter, and I know you didn't. You expected to come on this program and spend a while and put out the information, and then you know get prepared for whatever you're gonna do tomorrow. But I know yeah. uh, the people have enjoyed this conversation tonight because I have, and as people can see, uh, Brother Malik can hold his own. He has a, a wealth of knowledge in his own right. Uh, they don't need me. I'm just going along here for the ride, oh, family. Yes. <laughs> now, get, yes, give, out, give, out, uh, give, give out the uh, address and the information again yes. before we go. Yes. We have Robert X coming from Chicago. Okay. Go ahead. I, I didn't know I was still here. 
but 71 Oakland Boulevard. That's in Highland Park, Michigan, 48203. The phone number is 313-865-1288. We're open 10 to 6 every day. 865-128-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-
in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Enjoy. Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.